Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. Uh, I'm your host Adam, coming to you from a slightly chilly Joburg. And uh, joining me, uh, having been away last week and to update me and things, and yes, I listen to the pod. First, it's Matt joining us uh, from South Korea, our Asian rugby correspondent. Matthew, how are you? Oh, not too bad. I like that you went for my full name. Yes, uh, I feel like we have a paternalistic relationship now, so I can drop the full the full Matthew. Yeah, I had, I had to ditch and just update you at school. I had to ditch the few and just go by Matt because the kids struggle with apparently the few. So I'm Matt teacher. <laughs> so so they would <laughs> Matt teacher. So they wouldn't be able to pronounce Jack Goodhue. No, not a fact. So Matthew. Oh, uh, so, all right. Well, I'm sorry. They hit Matt with like four T's. It's like Matt to to. Ah, those those kids. They're so cute. I was stealing Ben's riff. It came to the good huge joke. Ben, how are you? How's the lovely uh, island nation of Mauritius? It's good. Um, it rained a little yesterday, but now blue skies. Oh, the, the water's been really flat, but the tide came in a bit funny. So there's quite a lot of coral on the beach. So walking on the beach wasn't very pleasant. Bleak house. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, how are you? How's um, that bachelor party you're organizing going? Um, it's coming along okay, thanks. I'm still fiddling with the WhatsApp group, but um, yeah, we're looking good to go. I just need to get my hands on some brunt slang. That was one of my last remaining tasks. Nice. Um, nice. Two bottles of brunt slang. Uh, just for our international listeners, oh, what is brunt slang? What is brunt slang? Mm, uh, it's it's a it's like a white spirit. Uh, is it like Vitblitz? It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. like Vitblitz, yeah. It's a particular <laughs> brand of, of Vitblitz. With two chilies, with Adam, it's got a couple of chilies steeping in it. Yeah. Does it have a snake in it? No, no it's got chilies. chilies. Oh, jeez, that, that sounds brutal. Run slung yeah. horrible stuff. Slung as so in like fire the, hose, Adam. Oh. Uh, well, I, dude, so, I'm, I'm it's, associated. It's, it's your hose on fire, yeah. basically. Nice. Nice. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it, that's going to be the straff top for the bachelor when he gets oh, questions oh, wrong in his is. quiz. Jesus, ben, that, ben had to brutal. deal with like seventy percent Chinese spirits. You remember that, Ben? No, I don't remember that. I, mean, <laughs> <just the whole laughs> I wonder why. Brunson's oh, um, and, and it, it wasn't even shots. It was like cups of it. <laughs> yeah, and then you got one of his questions right, and he made me drink it. Good, jeez. Good. I'm glad you had your wits about you enough to like. No, my, my my bachelor party was great. I got like eleven hours sleep that night because I just passed out. Yeah, <laughs> got up the next morning to play around a golf. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got up. Jeez. Played, yeah, no, no, but I was still drunk when I woke up. Like I, I played oh, fine no. until about like halfway through, and then my hangover kicked in. I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't be fucked to be here. Um, my my bachelor's relatively tame. We went go karting. We went to last drink. Um, and it was just a longish day. I got home a bit drunk, but uh, my wife was even drunker. She went out with one of my mate's wives uh, just to kill some time. They ended up getting hammer smashed. Um, it was quite funny that she was more drunk than I was when, when, I, when, I, when I got home. Um, first of all, co- compliment to all of you. A very good pod last week. Uh, I actually listened to it over the course of the week. Two stop, hours. Stop uh, looking for a naughty badge. This is like the eighth time you've brought it up today. No, this is the first time I brought it up today, Matt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, thank you, though. We, uh, thank we enjoyed, you, thank you. We enjoyed that, the freedom. All... We enjoyed the freedom of not having you here. Yeah, it's, it's all about positive reinforcement. Uh, it was a good job. But why? Why did you choose the Sunwolves over the Blues? I would have. I would have voted against that. By the way, did we? 
Yeah, yeah you did. did. We were, uh, we, we were, we were just so... <laughs> It's 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 Matt loves whispering sandals poison in our ears though. That's why. Yeah, drink I'm, st- I'm still going to. I'm still most probably going to be full <laughs> tilt on the sandals because fuck it, they went they went far off last this weekend. No, they played well. Uh, they played well. So look, I guess uh, talking about rugby, just a quick run through of our agenda for today. Uh, the news: uh, there's Wallabies match fixing world rugby. They've uh, let the cat out the bag properly this time for their league proposals. Argentina smash everybody else with their B team to win uh, the South American Championship. And uh, Wales, they keep their grand staff hopes alive. After which, we will be just actually chatting about the Super Rugby games over the weekend, uh, including the poor old Chiefs the re- and reinvigorated Lions. Uh, we've got the Blam game, as always. Do we have a poll, by the way? No. no we have a no, no, we we'll have another. We've got like three yeah, we'll around. Which one are we doing today? Oh, no, we've got two. I we think let's, did the let's, dick- let's, do, let's do the dickhead 15. Excellent. Okay, I've died for that. Um, then let's do that. And then anything else? A little super brew? I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for us. I'm sure you guys will interrupt me um, with something else as we move along. So, look, I guess let's get straight into it. Alex was preaching vinegar about World Rugby's proposals, which they released earlier this week. Uh, this is coming from the Associated Press post on Sport24. I've got a love world media today. Uh, world Rugby, they've released an outline of their contentious, uh, to put it lightly, 12-team World League. Uh, plans launched in 2022 in an effort to call concerns uh, that the tournament will uh, overtax international players and shut out Pacific Island nations. In this statement on Thursday, uh, the government body said it will be a two-division, merit-based format with promotion and relegation and a potential pathway for all unions. I think potential pathway is the uh, little wrinkle in the line. Uh, the statement's use of the merit base implies the first league in 2022 will comprise the top dozen teams of all rankings. The statement provides no explicit assurance specific island teams will be included, and there have been reports suggesting it will tap into the larger television markets of Japan and US, uh, United States. Yeah, it's old news. Uh, the statement says, contrary to reports, our proposed competition provides opportunities for all teams to compete at the blah, 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 blah. Under this model, the Pacific Islands and all teams outside the current Six Nations Rugby Championship uh, would have a potential pathway. Again, I, I hate the word uh, of potential. Uh, I don't need to mention the Six Nations Rugby Championship teams. Uh, British media reports in New Zealand and Australia push back strongly against the draft concept, which would have seen the 15th-ranked United States included at the expense of 9th-ranked Fiji. Uh, World Rugby said it had taken into account feedback from member unions on key issues uh, when it met in Dublin next when, it, when it's, uh, meets ex- its executive meets in Dublin next week. Uh, just the final quote. Ongoing conversations and stakeholder views have shaped and evolved further elements for... Oh, gosh, it's such a corporate speak. I'm just trying to see if there's anything available here. Uh, change is always difficult, and nobody expected complex multi-stake discussions to be simple, uh, i.e. I, uh, the players to put up a fight. However, for a sport to grow and thrive, it must explore ways to innovate and evolve. Um, let's see, it's around Robin. Uh, key point, it takes place uh, twice every four years, walk, working around the Rugby World Cup and the British and Irish Lions Tour. Uh, let's so see, they're going to be retained. No, that's the 2022, isn't coming, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the champion represent. Oh, that's a bit of crap. Um, I have a question. If the initial plans hadn't leaked, weren't leaked, would this have happened, or was this always the plan? Conspiracy theory time. Alex. Oh, no, uh, I, ben, you go for it. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I think they'd spent... Because we'd been hearing about this World League for months and months, eh? Yeah. yeah what they plan. So, so they, they obviously... And they're having meetings all over the world, presumably pissing away money. Yes. So much money, because, yes. I mean, what the meetings are like in fucking Los Angeles. Los Angeles <laughs> yeah. isn't fucking central to anywhere. Like, everyone yeah, has okay. to commute to get to Los Angeles. Yeah, so 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 that's 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 stupid for one. So years probably they've been developing this world league concept, okay? 
then they you know they unleash their grand vision it's it's shit let's be honest mm. and now in four days or whatever it was in like a week they've cobbled together something way better and way more sustainable so you're like what the fuck were they doing for that year when they were you know just flying around the world wasting money oh and also thank you math i did unlike that bull beaumont being knighted thing it's my sister yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nicole, thank not you Matt. nicole yeah thank you nicole <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ben. I think that it's, I think that they're trying to cover their asses after coming up with a bad plan and wasting a whole lot of money on it. Yeah, I think because yeah, what what what's his face from Argentina was most, the one most vocal about it earlier this year, where he was just throwing out, yeah, it should be World League and all that and all that. Oh, Pino, P, I was going to say Pinochet, the dictator, but what's his name? Well, you that's what he's becoming, though. Pichot. He seems okay. Yeah, but he seems he's like one of the few guys. Who's yeah, but that's actually... the funny thing because he's sort of because he was the one kicking around the, the idea of World League the loudest up until it leaked, and he just sort of fell off completely. And I haven't heard Yo, come he, from him. He was. I know he's just. He's like the vice president. He's he's not in charge. No, no. He's but not he, was sort of, he was sort of. He was sort of the face. Of, he was like the face of World Rugby. Mm. Mm. And now, now clearly he's been sort of, I don't know, like there's been some sort of internal restructuring because, like, you don't hear a lot from him anymore, like as a, officially at least. Eh? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. He's just disappeared completely. Um, just just on the actual new proposal, I, I, I prefer it to the old, to the old system. Yeah. L- like I do think that that once every once every two years thing is is a good innovation um it's still still like the player welfare concerns aren't really you know what aren't welfare, really being addressed if you want to address player welfare stop them fucking playing an extra season in europe or japan outside of the normal season in sa you know, well, you know what the problem is, though? They'll choose the Japanese season over the SA season. Then. No, definitely, but I'm just saying, like, instead of having them play two fucking seasons, drop one of those seasons, and all of a sudden the international season doesn't look so bad at all. The international yeah, shouldn't no. suffer over the fact that Oaks want to play two different local seasons. Mm. Yo, yo, um, sorry, I had a train of thought, but... Sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh, whatever, to uh, oh, the, the promotion relegation. Obviously, they haven't... They haven't made it very clear how that's going to happen, but um, I I think it is a it's it's a very positive. And I was actually I've been thinking this week, Super Rugby could really do with promotion relegation, yeah. because because now you see these teams kind of once you've lost say four or five games, what's the point? Like, yeah, what 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 are you what are you really playing for? Mm-hmm. So because because now like the cheese. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, why are the Chiefs even... Like, what are they doing? Like, they might as well just, you know, give Brody and Anton Leonard Brown to the Satyrs and then just... We'll get on that. Yeah. We'll get on that. I mean, that's an entirely different uh, discussion, uh, which is is very interesting. But, um, I mean, overall, just sorry, quick quick two cents on the World League before maybe we're moving on. Just final thoughts on it. Um, I, I don't think... If the players hadn't put up such a fuss uh, and everything had gone down and certain stakeholders hadn't said, no way, Jose, I don't think this would have been the final version of it. I think they did a soft launch. 
They got heavily beaten for it. We've now come out with this. It does appear as better. It's very interesting to me that um, I know the British Irish Lions tours. It's a diamond, or I don't know what word they used um, in the calendar. It happens every four years. But I know the clubs, it's a the English and French clubs in particular, hate the Lions. Yeah, hundred percent. But they they hate that tour. Okay, um, and South Africa is going to get a, a, a shortened tour. Uh, as well so I, I find it interesting that it's been included there the only thing that really pisses me off and i think you guys highlighted it last week is the fact that the cartel that is the six nations is virtually untouched it's always the southern hemisphere that has to bear the brunt of the northern hemisphere nonsense that's all it just irritates the living well, shit out of me what do you mean adam the six nations is the most competitive international tournament in the year that's why oh. italy takes 60 or oh. whatever it yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry but i forgot I, I actually forgot about that that it's yeah, actually please, so competitive please, uh, please do uh, do it I, I don't. I don't understand how England managed to fill a stadium to watch them just pummel Italy. Like, who would pay to watch that? A lot of people, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, like eighty thousand people or whatever. Like, fuck, is there nothing else to do there? Uh, yeah, the uh, weather and there's a bit, at least a roof over the stadium there. Yeah. Final thoughts, um, on the I'll give some final thoughts. I don't think that the world's ready for it. I don't think that yeah, rugby. This is what I was wondering when you were well, uh, our next story will highlight that. Yeah, but so I mean, I'll let you segue into that just now. But I think basically there's there's too big of a gap between the top, let's say, even okay, I'll be I'll be generous and say eight, the yeah, top I'd eight nations. It's pretty generous. Um, <laughs> it is because yeah, number nine is Fiji at the moment, uh, and I think Fiji's doing great things, and I think that they're probably one of the most naturally gifted rugby nations in the world. But the reality is that when it comes to test rugby and particularly you know competition format for example they're always going to fall short of you know new zealand ireland wales south africa australia probably um you know they had this massive upset win over france the other day france are number eight on the le- on the log and they're number nine that that's not an that's not a massive upset that's you know that should happen four times out of ten basically you should be able to beat the team above you so, you know, the fact is that those kind of nations, Fiji, Japan, Argentina is a bit of an anomaly, but for the sake of argument, let's include them. Fiji, Argentina, Japan, Georgia, Tonga, Italy, USA. These are not countries that can meaningfully compete with New Zealand, Ireland, South Africa, Wales, England, Australia on a regular basis. So I think that the world rugby is putting the cart before the horse to try and satisfy stakeholder demands and probably financial pressures. I think that if they were fulfilling their mandate to develop rugby across the world, especially in tier two nations for the last, let's say five to 10 years, then probably we would be in a position where the log was a lot more competitive. And then we could have a meaningful world league where, you know, every year we'd, we'd be able to get up and say, oh, I wonder who's going to win this year. And oh, maybe this is USA's year to finally make it into the, the semifinals. USA is not making it to the semifinals. USA is not making it to the top four. What's the point of this? Like, there's no mystique around it whatsoever. There's there needs to be a severe flattening of, uh, I don't know, skill distribution, or power distribution. Let's say, but before between all these rugby nations, before we can contemplate something this big, in my opinion. And until we achieve that, it really is just going to be a, a superficial exercise in giving the big boys something to steamroll. And I don't think that's helpful. 
Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, one, the one thing I did forget to mention: the World Cup apparently is also going to go to 24 teams, um, almost as a uh, make-a-wait, perhaps. Uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, that, yeah, Matt. You. They were saying that like a year ago already, that they want to expand yeah, the but World that's, Cup. Like that's the expanding that's... World Cup is old news, essentially. Oh, I, I'm yeah, not, I'm not super opposed to that, anything. to be honest. There's, there's... Because, like, like, even even if you look at the Say the Cricket World Cup's a bit of an exception. But if you look at, like, say, like, the Olympics or the the Football World Cup especially, like, m- say half of the teams there are just whipping boys. They have no real chance to win it. Maybe someone will pull a bit of an Iceland or whatever, and, you know, everyone will get behind them, like Japan beat South Africa or whatever. But, <coughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think not every team entering the World Cup should be able to win it if you know what i mean like like it's more about including everyone i would say yeah give everyone a shot at the at this uh, yeah. yeah but i but i do think that they should try and incorporate some kind of a system that sevens teams use for like low, low bracket playoffs mm, that would so be that you can have watch, a team yeah. yeah you can have a team like georgia that wins like the world cup plate you know yeah, yeah, no, 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 win the web Ellis. but like you know like yeah, if you're in Namibia, if you're in Namibia and you're like, I mean, seriously, we, we've kind of touched slightly upon the issues that face the Namibian rugby union over the past couple of years. Like, there's hellish maladministration, there's obviously money problems, and the reality is that probably 80% of their team are not even close to being professional or sportsmen. They all have other jobs. So it's a massive logistic and financial challenge for them to even get to the World Cup on top of obviously qualifying through the structures. So it's a really big deal for them to be able to get together the funds and get together the team and actually organize, you know, five or six weeks in Japan for a bunch of guys who, you know, a lot of which probably haven't ever really left the region. Like most of them will have traveled around SADC, but they won't have really gone overseas very much. Um, a lot of them are, you know, local guys from like farms in the area around Vintuk or just guys who grew up in Vintuk. And it's like, this is honestly, this is the kind of thing that you'll, you'll be telling your kids the story for the rest of your life of the day. Like if you, you know, if you're a, I've gone blank on his name now. Uh, Chrisanda Buerta. That clip of Chrisanda Buerta tackling Beast. Do you guys remember that from the last World Cup? Mm. Sure, when it was like when it was like uh, like Lord of the Rings with Aragorn yeah. just like exactly. facing down. Like, exactly. Like that. I mean, okay, so Chrisanda Buerta's a professional rugby player. He's got contracts. <laughs> but like, that's still a story that'll stick with him for the rest of his life. There's uh, that lock who scored. Or the, uh, um, what's his name? It was, was, it, was it? I don't think it was Johan Trump. It was one of the centers. Who scored a try against the All Blacks? When the uh, fuck you get to score a try against the All Blacks? That was a quality try as well. So now, exactly. So now we're sending these guys all the way to Japan, and with all of this over the past four years, they now play three pool matches or whatever. Is it four? Three or four pool four, matches? Yeah. Four pool matches, and then that's it. And everyone knows they're going to come dead last. Maybe one of these days, maybe they'll get a win over like Canada, who's the repechage team. You know, and that's is that really like the best that they can hope for? Like. Fuck it. If we're sending them all the way there, put them through into a quarterfinal, a semifinal, a playoff situation. Let them just taste a playoff. And Yo, no, no, I, I, I kind of agree that mm. after the World Cup, you should have every team should be ranked. Like like after a sevens tournament, where you can say, I came 12th in this World Cup. I came yeah. whatever. No, look, I, I, mean, I, I, think, I think it's okay Cup. to... I mean, obviously, the main difference, I'm sure a lot of listeners would have picked up on, you know, sevens is not as hard on the body as as 15s. So, 
yeah. playing an extra yeah. three games for a quarterfinal, semifinal, final. That's like there's a big difference between just playing four yeah. full matches. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna. I'm to be in here. I'm almost done. So, I don't yeah. think we need to have like full playoffs for every single team. It's okay to have the knockouts once you get past the pool stage, but at least have two tiers of knockouts. That's all. No, oh, fair enough. So just one extra game if you not at, Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair okay. enough. Cool, done. No, good, good. Matt, did you have a final thought? <laughs> what? Uh, World Cup? World League. World League. World League. I like the impr- so I like- we 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 straight. I'd see we straight. Um, I'm fine with the changes. I'm okay with it. It's still not ideal, but I think it's. I don't think they'll be able to get a best situation just yet. So yeah, I think it's fine. Oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot something. Speaking of straight, um, do you hear Izzy Falal's moving might move to sevens for the Olympics? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he said so. And why is he why is he contemplating a move to sevens, bit? Uh, it's Matt. Matt is the is he for our as I said earlier this week, uh, he's contemplating moving to sevens because, to quote Izzy, there are half as many men on the field, so therefore it's less gay playing sevens and fifteens. <laughs> 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 Hashtag missing all that gay shit. <laughs> you got the space between everyone. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, but, 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 but would you argue in a sevens defense there are more holes though? Oh, there's so many gaps to flag. <laughs> Speaking of gaps to flag, uh, you could ask Chili about that. Uh, they got routed 85 no 10. Oh, that's Chili. They got Chili Boy. Oh, we forgot about Chili Boy. Fuck. We'll mention him now. To complete an unbeaten run to the American <laughs> Rugby Championship. Uh, Uruguay, they beat Brazil 42 20 uh, to see second place. Uh, this is the B team. Uh, they entered a two-year US reign. Uh, blah, you about blah. Argentina 15, right? Argentina 15. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, I, you fucked fuck that up, Adam. Yeah, if anyone That's followed how, how this went, if anyone at home followed how this went, I'm impressed. <laughs> so Argent, Argentina just won the America's Cup. That's Argentina, what Adam the, is trying. Argentina, yeah. the Argentina 15. Yeah, the Argentina yeah, 15. Just, yeah. just won the America's Cup. Um, interestingly... Uruguay came second. Yeah, second. Only, so, I think they only lost a game to Argentina. Yeah, but and then so I think it was uh, Argentina B, Uruguay, America, Canada, Chile, yeah. oh, Brazil, Chile. Brazil, yeah. Um, so also so that that is quite interesting because I remember it was a good few years ago, but I remember South Africa giving Uruguay like a hundred and forty points or something once. But it's interesting because Uruguay is, as Adam, uh, Alex was saying, one of those teams where the guys aren't professional rugby players. So they've all got day jobs and shit. And it's quite interesting because, I mean, this this has been running for quite a while now, this tournament. And it's not just the last six weeks or so. And, well, yeah, it isn't probably how long ever it's been. So they've all been having to do shit and then still somehow keep a job at the same time. Because I don't think you can t- take off work for like two months. To go play no, no, but it's, it's 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 well supported. Eh? If I don't know how big the stadiums are, but they look relatively full. Mm. And then, like, if you follow like a few American guys on Twitter, the coverage of it's pretty good as well. Actually, like, there's yeah, yeah people. Um, but ca- can I also say congratulations to Joe Talfetta? Ah, yes, the USA the USA hooker who I know I was bigging up a few probably about a year ago now. Fuck. 
but he has become the highest try scoring tight forward in international rugby ever history yeah yeah which is like i think he's got like 18 tries or 19 tries or something which is really good he's yeah. a fucking monster yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah, just really a good. just a background on the uh, points differences uh, that were shared. Thank thank you Ben for sending this through into the group. Argentina's points difference was Jesus, I'm just crashing the next next column, plus 198. Then you had Uruguay plus 22, USA plus 25, Brazil minus 65, Canada plus 24, Chile minus 214. So uh, Chile Chile did not have a good time. Um, just on Chile, that, Chile, Chile on that, a few points, eh? on that, just reminder, yeah. we the Blitzbocker drew against Chile last weekend. What the fuck? Because Canada only got one win, but they had a plus yeah. 24 points difference. Jesus, they probably like hammered Chile. They, yeah, they must have fucking smashed Chile by like yeah by like triple digits or something. To just God, they lost up. all the other games by like one point because I know well, they, they 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 lost to USA <laughs> by four points I think or three points yesterday. Well, speaking speaking of Chile and threes. Oh, I hope that I hope it's three. Chili boy Relatella, I think he, he yes. got picked up. He got picked up. Great segue. Congratulations. He got picked up. He got picked up again for testing for a banned substance. So I don't actually have the story in front of me, but I know when he was playing overseas for a French club, I do stand to be corrected. Uh, he got picked up. Uh, Chili boy. Uh, so I was going to find the actual story. I actually forgot well. about it. Um, in a way, I feel like this is a great news for the Sharks. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, they he's been pretty thing since he came back. But he's Yo, denied it. Uh, I remember. I remember Ant That's shared a story about uh, Craig Burden coming back for the Sharks. Oh, and hmm. I was, I was like, why the fuck do they need Craig Burden? And then I was like, hmm, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps something is going on. Uh, yeah. Okay, I found, I found something here. Just yeah. go through it. It's by uh, Mark Greenway. Um, who reports, I think, for The Witness. This was on, what's today, on Friday. Uh, Ralapella said earlier this week he hadn't tested positive for a bad substance, but on Friday, uh, the South African Institute for Drug-Free Sport said, or said, I don't know what's right, and they said it was the case. It is the second time, oh, damn it, my segue didn't work. It is the second time that Ralapella has failed the test for an antibiotic no, steroid. No, it's, 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 the, it's the third but time. I've just started it's on, which, which is on the World Anti-Dopic Agency list of banned substances. In 2015 in France, he was banned from sport for two years after failing an out-of-competition doping test taken the year before. Uh, he was recovering a knee injury. Speculation had grown had something to miss. Ah, speculation had grown over the last few weeks that something has been amiss with the 30-year-old because complete absence from the shark tank. Hence, burden, I guess. I think he, he did test positive a bit earlier in his career. Um, Him and Bjorn got yeah, nothing together. It was excused, though, because there was the official supplement approved by SA Rugby. There was a substance in there that apparently wasn't approved. I'm just, oh, I'm just saying. Here, 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 in 2010, Radapet and Besson, uh, Bjorn Besson, uh, they tested positive for a stimulant. Ooh, jeez. Uh, meth, Harlexamine. Ooh, I didn't get that right. Well, into it. Not meth. Fuck, it's just... meth. <laughs> That's why Bjorn's so fucking quick on the way. <laughs> but we found to not be at fault as the substance was apparently contained as Springbok approved supplements. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, fool okay, me once. Okay. Fool me once, shame on on uh, you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, I think this is probably the end of his rugby career. Most likely, yeah. Thirty if he takes a two-year ban, and no one will want to touch him after that. Uh, uh, well, I'll shame. Quote, I'll quote. Uh, I think it was Paul Williams on Twitter. More like silly boy, Radapelle. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a real pity. I mean, Ralapelo, when he first came onto the scene, a lot of people yeah. got excited about it, but he really did never reach the heights. Maybe the, the heights were already set too high. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I think he was he was set up to fail, to be honest. Yeah. Like. Anyway, uh, well, we'll see. I guess it'll be a developing story. Um, just a quick one. Wales, they're still on track to win the Six Nations. They beat Scotland 18-11, as we said earlier. Italy, I mean, Italy got pumped by England 50-odd Teen odd, and then uh, Ireland ground their way to. Uh, actually, no. Did, did Ireland play France? Sorry, I didn't actually see the no. result. Oh, they're no, well, today. They, they, they're playing today. Playing today, yeah. Uh, and then I'll just our last story. Um, apparently, there is a bit of a match-fixing stink going on in rugby Australia. Uh, this is from Greg Grout, and I'm very glad he's back on the Sydney Morning Herald. He writes the rock and more columns. They're usually great reading. Um, if you want to be, get to know more about Aussie rugby, check it out. He's been around for years. Um, he just said that, um, this is a quote, this is from uh, sydneymorningherald.com.au, Wallabies match fixing investigation should be reopened, says official. Rugby Australia will be contacted by high-ranking sporting officials. I know Michael Hooper said he was concerned after this came out. who have been concerned about the possibility of match fixing of Wallabies match a few years ago. The officials have serious doubts about the behaviour of at least three Wallabies players, all of whom still have considerable links to Australian rugby, either in in an on off field capacity. So it involves a match Australia was strongly favoured to win. Liam, Ashley Cooper and who else? Who's the third? <laughs> There's a the uh, so, so just uh, wait, wait, who, who are the people? They haven't said uh, it. It doesn't mention names. It doesn't mention names. Matt's just speculating. Uh, just, I want to add a lie there. We're just speculating. It involves a match <laughs> that was strongly favoured to win. The opposition were oh, yeah, highly sorry, attractive odds for several betting yeah, yeah, the Wallabies lost allegedly. What was this? What, this was this Scotland, maybe? Um, or maybe Fiji. The Wallabies lost the match following numerous strange incidents, including <laughs> dubious forward passes, easy tackles being missed, confounding <laughs> knockouts, and easy midfield kicks going nowhere near their target. No, but and Jesus, this concerns... just sounds like fucking Australian rugby. And these people making these accusations never watched Australia play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They've been aware for some time God, of close imagine... links between several players and a controversial horse racing identity uh, they're also understood to be friends with an sp bookmaker i don't know what that means the players are cited individually or as a group with either the racing identity or the bookie on numerous occasions in both australia and overseas one experienced player who had financial issues appeared to be uh, and i quote the ringleader several australian rugby identities were at the time deeply concerned about this wallaby's loss allegedly not him we don't know prompting a top secret investigation apart from apart from team officials being questioned the investigation involved contacting australian betting agencies to check whether there's any unusual betting trends. Apparently, a lot of the stuff goes uh, goes to New Zealand. Uh, just the final bit here. One of the concerned officials told Rucker Moore, that's Groudon, this issue has to, has to again be looked into. Our suspicions were originally raised due to the very strange mistakes made by usually reliable Australian players during that game. Some <laughs> Marika Karabetti. Like <laughs> who, who are these usually reliable players? Like, well, they, they should play these more often. Rucker Moore was told by RS sources that one of your teammates are also concerned with the behaviour of several members of the group following several sordid late-night incidents. A referee's performance at another Wallabies loss is also being scrutinized. This is believed to follow several dubious point-shaving bets in the game from sports gamblers in India. Yeah, um, sports betting in India is illegal. That's why uh, the cricket betting is also a bit dodge. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you actually made the point, haven't they? ever watched Australia. Yeah, this tackle, that kicks, I'm all, all that sort of thing. Article, Adam. Yeah, uh, because you're well, well, 
Yeah, well, as, I think if I article to our to our listeners, Adam. Yeah, but if I keep because the problem is I have to keep correcting you, Oaks, uh, because as I said, this is all as there are no names mentioned. Uh, so who's gonna come after? I us? have to protect the integrity of the pod. Okay, this is serious. So God, God, make... I, I think we should just speculate wildly for the next five minutes. No, 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 we're moving on. As I said, as I said, no, 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 can I just say? That when when the Hansi, you know, the whole Hansi thing came out, which I think was a very dark day for South African sport and South Africa generally. Yeah, no, it's still, but like, how many of us were like, what, what, what the fuck they're going on about? Come on, like, you know, we just dismissed it out of hand, eh? Yeah. And uh, then I don't really of, remember, but yeah, maybe. And then sort of as the, as kind of the, the news came out. You know, like where there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't know. I don't think we've heard the last of it. This, let's say that. I'm telling you not. No, I'm just trying to remember uh, which game Hooper's, it was. Hooper's walking around with a fucking wire and in like the change room, like, hey, Kirsty Beal. Sorry, New Zealand as well. Oh shit, nice from Auckland. <laughs> he's from Auckland. He's got deep cut. He's deep uh, coming from Auckland. You know, you know what? bloody hell are you, Kelly? <laughs> you know what? When it might have been. Oh yeah. Kelly, fans be a bit of map fixing. What if about you? Want you want me to, to speculate? Do you know someone? Was... Who I, do you know any Indian people who I can ha- make a bet with? <laughs> wink, wink. If, if you want me to speculate, it might have been the 2011 loss to Samoa. That might be um, an interesting one. I know they lost to Scotland, but that's not as upsetting. Anyway, a lot um, more to come. So I'm assuming I'm just speculating. the committee that, that sort of decided there must be match fixing is like some, it's probably like New Zealanders or something that can't fathom someone playing badly like this. And the only reason that the yeah. team can be playing this badly is because they're doing it on purpose for match fixing reasons. Oh, New Zealand, I don't understand how your international team hasn't been consistently great for the last 25 years. Yeah. Like, so you guys what's wrong be, with you? You guys team. must be fixing to be bad. You must be bad <laughs> yeah. on purpose. All right. All right. I'm gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna gonna move on. It would explain on. a lot. It would explain yeah. a lot. We're, go- we're going to move on, um, gentlemen, to, to the actual rugby on the field, where there is both good and bad. I don't know if that was a good segue. Um... I feel like I'm in a crash sometimes with you, Oaks. I swear to God, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to do my job. That's all. I'm just trying to do my job, guys. I'm feeling a bit sensitive this morning. Clearly. Oh, sure. <laughs> Sorry. Adam, <laughs> Adam, is this because you had to buy your fourth batch of off-white paint this weekend already for the weekend? No, well, you feel well, we like taking that out on the... us. I'm heading to macro after this. Yeah, and I'm busy. I'm sitting in a room. I've got paint fumes all over me, so maybe I'm a little bit. Uh, a little bit lightheaded. No, you'd be a lot uh, more well. pleasurable if you were lightheaded from the paint fumes. <laughs> no one gets Jesus melancholic fuck. on main paint fumes. <laughs> um, sorry, that was just the door. Right, first game of the weekend going into Super Rugby. Uh, Hurricanes 25, uh, Highlanders 22. Uh, ben Lamb got uh, uh, Mappy got two. Lamb tries from Coltman, Tompkinson, Aaron Smith. A late penalty thanks to Luke Whitelock getting Didn't his hands get caught a try? in the cookie jar. Sorry? Didn't Cole Coles. get a try? No, no. Nah. Didn't he? Oh, okay. Who? Cole. Cole's. Cole. Sorry. Cole. Cole. Oh. No, he didn't get a try. You know, that, that has uh, been an a... all-black hooker, an old one. Recently. Yeah. Re- re- uh, my first she... draft pick. Oh, that so, one. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Whitelock, he got his hands caught in a ruck. It was a fair penalty. I think the one feature of this, I know the Hurricanes lost, the Highlanders pack really bullied, bullied them a lot. In the second half, which is which is very interesting. The Highlanders have previously been known to have be kind of a little bit lightweight, but their pack is uh, slowly changing and augmenting 
So, um, yeah, uh, I think the Hurricanes got lucky. Uh, but I'm happy. Uh, all back 12, I guess. I don't know if Hansen thinks that way. But he's basically uh, been the form center in New Zealand. Uh, no, we're going to see like, you there. I bet you not. Like, oh, 13, sorry. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> no, well, you won't, you won't be a 13 because good you oh, or Antonin Brown will be a 13. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, like, look, Lamapi has been great. I'm obviously a huge fan. Um, hashtag fourth pick of the draft. But <laughs> the thing is, like, that's not really what Hansen looks for in a 12. Like, no, Hansen wants a distributed same, I mean, 12. Yeah, like he's been a dominant try scorer for the last like three or four years even. Like when was it that he and Asa topped the try scoring list? Uh, three, yeah, three years ago, 2017, yeah. Okay. It was the but, year before we like, started playing draft, Adam. Yeah. Before everything changed. But you know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> you you had so much really... time on your hands. Do you remember doing <laughs> yeah. fun stuff before that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> like Thursday afternoon. Is that how you arrange dates? Yeah. That is like instead of the Roman calendar, you just use like number one pre-draft and number PD, one after draft. Well, the problem is in my mind they were both PD and they both PD pre-draft and post-draft, so it's confusing as shit. P O D and P O D. Yeah, but probably. But yeah, yes. so I don't think that um, his form is the right form for the All Blacks necessarily. No, that's, yeah, no. that's the end of my thought. Oh, okay. No, no, it's, it's fair enough. Like, he's Lamap is he's a super rugby player in a way, and I was similar to like similar to well, not this year's Damien McKenzie, but you know, mm. previous years Damien McKenzie, where he thrives in kind of the the super rugby sort of um, you know freer kind of flowing games, and I don't think he's he's as he's He's not really what you need in like a really gritty, tight, ugly game, which is kind of how you pick your test team. Like you're like, well, ideally we want to be able to, you know, run free, but we also want to know that if things turn ugly, we have the right players on the field. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, Anthony, anything to add? I didn't watch this game. Instead, I watched two children, well, one kid chuck out his friend on the school bus. <laughs> which was about as entertaining sounds, as entertaining that as sounds like, like pretty much what happened in Wellington to be honest fuck it was funny though because it went on for almost a minute because the, the kid doing the choking had his hand over the chokey's mouth so he couldn't call out to the teacher on the bus and I and just, you were sat, just watching I was just watching I'm the foreigner I'm, what am I supposed to be stepping <laughs> I can't say hey stop in, in English because these are like the, the smaller kids they don't, they're like kinder kindergarten so they wouldn't they wouldn't have responded at all to hey stop but I mean, aren't, aren't small children basically like dogs where they understand tone of voice more than the actual word? Maybe, possibly, but I Maybe. Just, it was just quite funny to watch. The little kids like, had, just Yeah. The little kid I think just you just wanted to see a kid, kid get choked out. Yeah, the little kid had hmm. the big kid in like a sleeper and was just putting him down. And then eventually like a teacher walked past and like, wait, 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 and I broke this up. Uh, oh, yeah, um, just, can we Geordie Barrett on the wing? What do we think? Uh, he had a good game, and I foolishly left him on my draft bench because I, I wasn't sure. I thought the uh, the power of Tevita Lee, very bad choice. Uh, was uh, he looked good. Uh, <laughs> also looking at the stats, he's very active, try assist. Um, I know that the they they hot day they mentioned Ben Smith within the same breath as Jordy Barrett, the new Ben Smith in terms of the utility <laughs> offers. Uh, no, but no, especially the way because remember, I don't know if you guys watched that. I don't actually know how. Do you say ten fourteen the YouTube okay. show on rugby? <laughs> Sure. I, I know which one you're referring to. I think I think ten fourteen sounds right. Is it called ten fourteen? 
Okay. Yeah, I, I saw a thing on there, and they were saying, like, the way right. that rugby's going, you know, where basically you just kick until your opponents make a mistake. One way to counter that is basically play two fullbacks. So it's what New yeah. Zealand's been yeah. doing. You, you have a fullback at 14 and a fullback at 15 to kind yeah. of so, – so you have two good kick returners and two good kick catchers. So yeah. Jordy Barrett is a – is an option then because he also he's tall as well right? he's six what is he, six four whatever huh? yeah he's a big oak yeah 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 i, I was reading a, a piece so i think someone posted in the group just about south africa and um i mean though i can't remember what it was i think it was about us getting better in, in relation to the contracting changes i just mentioned the loftus game and how yeah the all blacks have always had the two fullback system but the one thing the box got there right is they kept managing to kick and just i mean it sounds obvious but um, they managed to negate that system uh, by kicking in, into certain areas, or just being more accurate. I can't remember what they did. Um, okay, well, that yeah, was a, there, you, you, there you a lot mentioned. of ways to. I think Springbok kicking, especially, is very one dimensional. You know, we just try kick it as far as we can into touch, or as far as we can staying in play. Mm. Like we don't, we don't really look. We don't look to land the ball. We don't put in. We wouldn't deliberately kick a kick short to try have it bounce in front of the fullback, for example. Mm. Yeah. Where, yeah. where New Zealand and Australian teams actually do that, and the Bulls are starting to do it quite a bit, which is, yeah. which is I think, a good sign because obviously we'll get on. Paul, I guess Paul, we'll... Paul is doing a lot of that, yeah. and even Khalan, uh, But we'll get on to that. But uh, overall, your hur- Hurricanes get the win. Close. Uh, the 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 gentleman here, yes, your Oaks were nailing it this week. You got it to the, on the money. Hurricanes by three. Uh, that that was your pick. So well played. Uh, yeah, then then the, the score. The other Friday game, the Brumbies somehow managed to throw away a big fat lead. Uh, Charles and Valentini for Ananga Spate. Uh, they lost 29-26 to the Rebels. Were counted by Maddox, getting two. His stock is rising. Wolgenia and even Marika Corbetti. I, I saw Alex. You, Maddox's him stock Twitter. isn't rising so much as it's staying where it was because he was scoring one ah, or two games a season. Like. He was, but he, he's more effective this year. Uh, hence, I argue rise. But he's on the radar. I'll just say the obvious. Guinea was excellent. And... Uh, just to repeat, Alex actually plays Corey Betty on Twitter after insulting him dramatically. Uh, maybe you made him score well, uh, Alex. Um, um, I'm going to go with my Twitter statement that even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah. No, yeah, no, well, like, I think well, he, he, he scored one really good try. Like yeah, one try doesn't a really make a win career. Um, no, exactly. Like, so Banks, I think... bro. That's the second major missed tackle in two weeks. Tom Banks is like 5 foot 10 and weighs like 80 kgs. Like, yo, yeah, yeah, but it's a good McKenzie's tiny comparison and he doesn't, he doesn't miss tackles like that. So I'm just saying Tom Dave, Banks to fit. David McKenzie does miss tackles. Tom yeah, Banks, but not like that. Tom Banks is 6 foot 1 and he weighs 93. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, same thing, thing, 5, 5, 10, 5. On a rugby field, that's the equivalent of 5, 10, and 80 kgs. And you know it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> he's a rugby 5, uh, so, uh, Yeah, he's a, he's a rugby 5, 10, and a rugby 80 kgs. I mean, I saw reports quite quick, but he's going to be recalled by the Wallabies. Uh, I think he's added a lot to the Rebels. He makes them play flatter. While yeah. the Brambies... I, I, I think Quaid, 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 I think, makes... Genia play better as well. Yeah, and vice versa, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, like I do think that it's like a symbiotic relationship. It, it works really well. Um, and then, is it just me? Was Billy Meeks gained like 20 kgs of muscle? Uh, he's always he's, been a big guy. He might have put yeah. on a bit, but he's always been pretty bulky. He's I don't know. Really maybe, he's... maybe he. 
But yeah. he's he's looking mean as well. Like yeah. fuck, I would hate to meet Billy Meeks in a dark alley. Is that because he's yeah. bald? Yeah, one hundred percent that he doesn't. He's have... got dude. He's got that Tom Hardy yeah. shit going on. Oh, he's, he's like a, he's got like that sort of nightclub bouncer kind of vibe. Yeah. But you know what? He re- uh, have a look. He loves congratulating his teammates. He's at every fucking celebration, high fiving, patting Oaks on the head, and all that. So I think he's. Yeah, I think that's why the Rebels are playing better because they don't want to disappoint Uncle Meeks. Well, no, no, but they they do seem to have a good um a good dynamic in the team. Like obviously, you know, it's easy to have a good dynamic when you're winning. Yeah. But but they do seem it does seem to be a good environment. There's yeah. Been a, uh, I don't know if you guys. There's hmm? been a study study I know with the NBA teams, but yeah, the teams that sort of high five and sort of congratulate each other more, even for like unnecessary shit, actually tend to <laughs> perform better. But hang on, positive, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Positive affirmation. Positive affirmation. Yeah, hang positive. on. Surely, like, okay, I haven't read the study. I haven't thought yeah. of anything about this. But, like, surely, <laughs> but surely there's a chance that, that they're only celebrating more because they're already doing better. No, but that's the thing. That, so they're, like, looking at things like even, like, unnecessary stupid shit that doesn't ne- that other teams wouldn't necessarily celebrate. So you also correlate yeah. when your team and their team celebrate. Uh, so it's I, not I even the, like tries and the so like the Lions as well are like the super, were like two years ago the Super Rugby equivalent to this, where they'd like high five for like ah you threw the yeah, pass backwards yeah we go everyone yeah. high five, and it's like, like teams Pierce, who do all sounds of like that. Matthew Pierce's commentary yeah, yeah. pretty much so, I, yeah. I remember I remember once in a, the Springboks this was quite a few years ago. And there was a scrum. It was like a defensive. It was our ball, but we are on like our five. So you know, like a defensive scrum, yeah. okay? Yeah. And then um, they they won a they won a penalty, and Habana ran all the way over from his wing <laughs> to like psych up the props, be like, "Yeah, awesome work, guys." Which I, which I think was so like uh, I still remember it like as such a <laughs> you know that. He, oh, granted, he was like a little like he had energy to burn, but he yeah, basically I think he just, I think he just liked running. <laughs> yeah, he ran. He hadn't run he in like five minutes, so he just shot, shot he, in. He ran fifty meters just to go like give some bum taps or whatever. Like yeah. it's a it's a sign of a good um it is good, good dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is, yeah, it is. yeah. The, the more you do it, the more you actually do do better. Okay. Well, what's the correlation well, it, they found? Even just looking, looking at looking at their back line, Genia Quaid, um, uh, Meeks Maddox, big fan of his, Corey Betty, oh, he's okay. Apparently, he's been lauded on his defense, even though the guy scored a try. Uh, that made me laugh. <laughs> but uh, they, they got a guy, they got a guy like uh, Dan Haley Petty at 15. Who I, I do rate quite highly. I mean, being the poor man's Ben Smith still means you're like a seven, seven and a half out of ten sort of player, which you know, is solid. No, we, we discussed what sort of poor man like. Fine, maybe you don't replace your sponges when they're getting a bit, yeah. but you could buy new sponges if you wanted to. That yeah. sort of poor man, yeah. Uh, at lock, they got some dead. Adam Cole. I was just going to say this. Yeah, no one's complaining about the Rebels' backline. It's the Rebels' fucking forwards that are the problem. Yeah, but um, no, Nicerani is doing they, some good they're work. They're front row. Yeah, they're yeah, front row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rangi didn't play. Hey, 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 you, you leave, you leave Rangi out of this. Rangi was not in the front row. Rangi was bitching. Yeah, he was. He didn't play this week. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Okay. Abel, Jesus, Abel's a, like a throwaway from like New Zealand. Though. How, how weird does Rob Abel look? Abel looks like, like Google yeah. a photo of him and tell me what color his eyes are. They're like light blue, yeah. aren't they? No, they're like yellow. Are they yellow? God, <laughs> is he like a snake man? Yeah. No, but then, I, then I saw. Uh, from the shot I saw of Abel, he just looks like 
if Quade Cooper found pastries instead of running. No, <laughs> the but then, then I saw I saw a picture of him with hair the other day, and he actually looks normal. So maybe it's just his old bald no, and beard. He does have but... weirdly light eyes. Maybe you're wearing like, Robbie Abel's like, eyes. Uh, I'm, I'm hypnotized. Maybe you're wearing Robbie Abel's eyes. My oh. eyes are on the fact that uh, Adetai uh, and David Pocock they both went off injured and they may not be available next week. I mean, apparently, I saw an article. Apparently, yeah. Pocock's injury was like carried over from the Aussie camp and yeah, yeah, the rage Michael Checker. Yeah. Classic checker. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Pocock probably last to see him. Where do the Brumbies go to from here? They've really done a 360. Hammer the Chiefs. We'll get on to those poor bastards later. But they, they play exceptionally well against the Chiefs, and they've lost two in a row afterwards. So they're, they're probably a little bit confused. Uh, I'd imagine. They're playing all right. Like, um, I, th- I think they, they, they're unlucky to get the Rebels twice. Because yeah, the, the Rebels are the top team in the conference, like we said. Yes. Um, and all these idiots saying the Rebels will come fifth or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do think that maybe... Be yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how <laughs> they go against the Tars. Zealand. They're the best yeah. in Australia. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go against the Tars and the Reds. So. Yeah. Um, I think they'll beat both of them. Yeah, but... I don't I think know, they might... hey. I think they might lose against the Waratahs in Sydney, but I don't <laughs> think the Reds have played the Reds have played better than this than their results suggest. But look, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get onto them uh, right. now. So, someone who's playing like absolute dog shit uh, is the Chiefs. Uh, they got absolutely hammered, fifty-seven twenty-eight, by the Crusaders. Taylor with two. He came on as a substitute. Nohal, Bryn Hall, Alatoa, Will Jordan. How good is Will Jordan? Uh, Andrew McLear, He got one. When he came on. Sevu Reese, he's looking good. I know he's got a bit of a dodgy uh, personal history, but we'll leave that aside. Well, we Brandon Ross getting a try. Let's, let's, not, let's not overlook it. He killed someone. Yeah. Would, would you say Sevu Reese was quite a good draft pickup here, maybe? Uh, <laughs> I think he was a fucking amazing draft pickup. Ben, he was on my on my email as well. The, the, I think. I think. I, I wonder how I'm many people tried to pick him off. I, t- t- like, t- I knew I wasn't going to get him. But then you burn oh. the wave. Yeah, that's you burn the fucking wave. You burn the wave. That's technical. This is a cover up. This is a cover up. No, no, but someone oh, else burned the wave. I knew someone else would burn the wave. But so because I, it, it was like one of that thing. Remember, I think it was last year where I think it was Tavita Lee came back. From, no, Tony Pulu came back from injury. Yeah. And none of us spoke about it the whole week. And then, yeah. like, seven of us put in trades for him. <laughs> I, I thought yeah. it was going to be a similar thing with Seven Reese, but actually, only only filled it. Or I put only, in a trade know. for him as well, but I think I put him in. I put my trade in for him a bit low down, yeah. so I don't very, even. I don't very even... Very oh, oh, it wasn't even like acknowledged. But, yeah. But um, so like it's 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 quite frustrating in a way because I thought I'd done really well to get Braden in or um, like a week or two ago. Yeah, you did do well. That yeah, was I, th- I, th- I thought so too, but it's come back to bite me because now I'm looking at my team on trade days <laughs> and I've got George Bridge and Braden Enor. So I've got two outside backs for the for the Crusaders. And I'm like, okay. I can't justify picking up um, either Will Jordan. So last week I was like, I really want Will yeah. Jordan. Will Jordan's amazing. I can't justify having another Crusaders back. So I won't get him. And then he fucking, he's phenomenal. And well, then again I- this week I was like, I really want Sivir Reese, but I can't justify <laughs> having another Crusaders outside back. So I had to like, I didn't have to, but I felt compelled to stay away from both Sivirese and Will Jordan, and they've like 
just completely eclipsed both Braden Eno and George Bridge in terms of fantasy. So it's very frustrating. Yeah, well, the point I was going to make... The thing yeah. is, like, I, don't, I don't even know if Severus is going to start next week, though. Yeah, and what I want, no, no, the I, point I was going to make as well is... Uh, yeah, the, the Crusaders were excellent. The, the human meat grinders, they, they're just simply outstanding. I mean, we all got up early for the game, apart from Alex Hornsby. You're not trying, Alex. You're going to get up early for those early games. Me of getting up you were early. sleeping, I think. That's you, were already, on... you were already up. I was up at four in the morning, guys. If you, if you want to <laughs> make Crusader early morning games, I suggest having a kid. Like, really, like, I, I watch so much more early morning rugby now. I, or, yeah, or but, I'm just going to say, move to Asia, because the early morning games are at 1 o'clock, so you can have it with guy. lunch. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the Crusaders were excellent. They have been outstanding. They're not a slow-starting team, but the Chiefs were, uh, they got a little bit better in the second half. And, Matt, I'm copying you now. I go, like, ah. I notice I'm talking to my wife. Often I go, ah. And I'm like, no, no, Matt's influencing me. But the Chiefs in the first half were dreadful. Bad decision-making, uh, a lack of structure. McKenzie was poor. I, I feel like that he kept kicking away a position when they needed to hold on to the ball. Um, also, unfortunately, he got injured. Solomon Alamado. Sorry, Phil. He got injured. Uh, oh, thankfully, yeah. Atenia Nanatsutera, he came back on to give me some points. But the Chiefs were dreadful, guys. Uh, wh- where is their season? Are, are they like... I, 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 who picked them to finish last in the conference? What played to yourself? Oh, God, I, guess. I, picked, I picked them in no, fourth. I, 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 picked, I picked them fourth. Yeah, they're uh, terrible. I, I, I still think they might have one over on the Blues. So is this a case of, of both? I guess it's the, uh, what do you call it, where the immovable, not the immovable object, it's just the perfect storm where the Crusaders were excellent and the Chiefs were poor. I know they got a couple of their tries, but that's exactly what kind of what happened here. Because I feel like the Crusaders should have beat teams as badly. I don't know what we can actually take from this game, to be honest, because I don't know how bad the Chiefs were relative to... Could, could say when when they lost to, were they playing better than when they lost to the Sunwolves? Because I would I would say they're probably playing worse than, than when they yeah, lost. Only, to the, they, yeah, they only really got the act together in the second half. I only saw some of the Sunwolves game, but they were playing much worse than I thought they played this week. Like last week, they just had nothing going whatsoever. I know, but first half they were terrible. So, 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 you think, so you think they were playing better against the Sunwolves? No, no. no oh, God, I think no. they played better this week against the Crusaders. Oh, yeah, they, yeah but, but not they, by much. It looked like they had structures this week. Not by much. Not by much. It goes back to what we said, like right at the beginning. I think even when we were doing our preview, I think we identified the fact that losing essentially, Nata, well, yeah. they're only three leadership figures in Charlie Nighty, Liam Messam, and then Sam Kane to injury. It's not a problem of like skill. It's not enough. And I mean, we've seen how how it. how the boots have struggled for the last few years with the best wing in the world and like one of the most dominant eighth men in the world and like individual talent all the way from one to fifteen. But they don't have leadership and they don't have structures. And even when the Chiefs were winning like back to back Super Rugby titles, I still don't necessarily believe that they had the best like talent yeah. necessarily. But they had. Oh. They had, like, they were bound together. They had, uh, like, you know, the, they called it the mana, like, Chiefs mana, that binds them together, and it's a culture. And it's the same thing that has rocketed the Lions to the top of South African rugby, that they have, you know, shared principles, shared values, and a belief and a faith in one another. Mm-hmm. And I think Liam Messam, Charlie Naita, and to a lesser extent, Sam Kane are the conduits for that kind of energy. And without them, like, who are their senior players? Like, who do they have to look to like during the week when they're practicing on the field for those 80 minutes to give them that assurance. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean sorry, sorry, forgive me. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I think, sorry, I, I actually wanted to agree with you. Like last week, they were being pumped by the Sun Wolves. Tavo, who's a journeyman, who, who's yeah. uh, stood up, he's not that senior, but given where he is compared to the rest of the squad, he's taken on a very senior role. I mean, he was chatting to him at halftime about the whole Sun Wolves loss, and that's the thing. I think that just highlights exactly what you're saying, Alex. That they yeah, are like I, I think no, but I think sometimes people confuse seniority with leadership. Yeah, mm. and, and as, 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 as a broader point, I'm sure we all experience it in our in our work as well. Yes, we, you know, <laughs> just because a guy just because a guy is you know uh, like knocking around retirement age doesn't really <laughs> make him any more qualified to be senior partner yeah. or CEO. Or whatever. Usually, but, it's the opposite because he's stuck with an old mindset. Well, you know. Yo, what yo, I, but 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 I, I do think that that is kind of the the default that some some sporting teams go to. Where it's like, okay, fuck, he's been around, he's been in this team for like eight seasons or whatever. Cool, let's make him captain. Who else? Yeah, you've been there seven seasons. Okay, you're vice captain, sort of thing. When really you're not looking for, because I know maybe it's a. But remember Graham Smith. Sorry, this is cricket now. I, I was actually followers. thinking of Graham Smith myself. He, he was yeah, made no. captain of the Proteus at what, 22 or something? Yeah, 22. Yeah. That's a great because, example. Because they identified leadership. And I think, I do think seniority is being mistaken for leadership in the Chiefs at the moment. One, I think one of the, the most in, best pieces of, interesting pieces of advice, I, in my previous job, I went to often these leadership conferences and that sort of thing. Where you, and they spoke to uh, one of the CEOs of Standard Bank. And he just made, uh, sorry for those who are familiar, one of the big banks in Africa, he just made the point about, um, it's all well and good, I mean, I'm paraphrasing it, so it's all well and good having 20 years of experience, but the question you need to ask is, is it 20 years of experience of the same year, or different years? And I think that goes straight to the point you're also making, as well. It's all well and good being experienced, but if you don't have a variable experience, uh, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, just, sorry, just quick final thoughts to this game, I think we just, we need to move on, but um, should we just give the Crusaders the title now? I know that the Chiefs are terrible, but <laughs> God... They're looking. This is it's their second choice back row. Mm. I mean, excuse me, back three. Yeah. And, and, they, and they would slay any other well, team. And, and pretty much their second choice back row. They got like Billy Harmon and Fetty Douglas instead of and Kieran hooker. Reed. And they're missing yeah. their hooker. Um, yeah, exactly. Like they. And I mean, Joe, Joe Moody came off early. Um, uh, no, no like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a strong Crusader side. That, no, this is like their terrifying, like, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah like Rich Mwanga is not even playing well. He's not even like performing particularly well. They've got um, who they have, um, Aaron I at at nine instead of either Brynhall or. He was good. He was no, snappy. he was good, but like, oh, but I mean, oh, yeah. before this week would have been like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Obviously, <laughs> yeah. the Crusaders are taken very seriously. Um, you know, Crotty's you know one speed bump away from being in a coma, and oh, like. He's gonna take his family j- with him. Oh no, he doesn't have a. Yeah. He doesn't have kids. Sorry, <laughs> never mind. I think Crotty shouldn't have. Well, he, he might have kids, which is yeah. We don't know. Him. We don't yeah. know if he has kids, and neither does he. <laughs> the point is that like this, this is the, the Crusaders in like fourth gear. They're not even like reaching max max like speed, and it's just crazy. It's but the the incredible thing about the Crusaders is that it doesn't matter who they pick. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone is like is is all in on the game plan, and they're like they have like a hive mind. They communicate so well on the field. They just seem to know what everyone's thinking at all times, which is oh. the exact opposite of what the Chiefs had going. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs but, had, a, had a moment when, I think it was actually Alamalu. He made quite a good line break, and he had uh, Brad Weber tearing up on his left shoulder. And he kind of glanced to his left, saw Weber, looked ahead at the defender, did a bit of a swivel, and then 
as he like sort of drew the defender in, he popped it up to his left. Only problem being that. Sorry, Ben. As soon as he looked away, um, Brad Weber had cut on cut inside behind him to his right shoulder to stymie the defender. But like Alamalo then like popped up to his left, and Brad Weber was actually on his right. And it was that kind of mistake that typified the entire Chiefs' performance and has typified their season, I think, for the whole oh. past yeah. few weeks. That they're just not on the same page as each other. And, yeah, that's the opposite yeah. of what Chad is representing. So, sorry, Ben, I know you just want to quickly add in something. Uh, yeah, it just to emphasizes Matt's uh, hectic study of high-fiving. You know, they, they go to the Crusaders' coaching box. They don't, they're either high-fiving or fist-bumping. They're just so chilled. Yes. You know, yeah, they're just so in control. about a fist-bump. Oh, very much so. Uh, yeah, Ben, sorry, what were you going to say? I was just saying, actually, like, now I'm thinking about it, if you looked at, you know, like, if you did the matchup, sort of man-on-man, the Chiefs were actually probably a better side. On paper, anyway. Yeah, yeah. On, on paper, at least. Okay, it's so just, say, 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 say Goodhue cancels out Leonard Brown, eh? Yeah. So, obviously, they bring different things, but, you know, they both yeah. good. Then McKenzie cancels out Mwanga in their own way. Yeah, yeah. I think at, at the moment, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But 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 then apart from that, I would say the Chiefs probably had the the upper hand on every one on one. Maybe not in the tight five. It's a bit of a tough one. I suppose obviously pretty pretty metallic. No, the, the Crusaders were playing that random lock. Um... <laughs> Full, full picked him oh, up. Dun, Dunchy. Dun, Dunchy. Dunchy. Three caps. Mitchell Dunchy. Yeah, three three caps. Fucking is, is going to be an all black. It's the end of the story. But my, my, my final question is... Pack. Could <laughs> I, could it's I not the Rolls-Royce team? pack. It's just like a random collection of dudes and you put the red jersey on and they become fucking super powered. That's the so, point. So, but could I play 10 for the Crusaders? And we no, still beat it. Well, this is uh, this is why we need funding for my fucking reality <laughs> yeah. show. Adam. How are we that gonna know, Adam? That's the premise for season one. Yeah. <laughs> Take the Crusaders. <laughs> um, all right, look, moving on. The Blues. Uh, they they hold to the Sudwolves momentum. The Sudwolves juggernaut uh, has has come to a stop. Uh, the I Blues winning twenty eight twenty. The juggernaut coming to a stop, Adam. Yeah, just hang on, hang on. Rika only scoring the easiest quad of his life. I mean, he still yeah. had to dot the ball down. Uh, in fairness to him, he did finish him. Uh, but geez, Harry Plummer was cuck off the tee, uh, miss only getting one of the conversions. While tries by Helu and uh, Matsuda. Uh, Matsuda's tries is a bullshit. Adam, Adam. Yeah. Twenty-eight is 20. four times seven. So yeah, how did but... he miss any conversions? He missed three. I'm just looking at the score. Sh- looking at the score sheet, bro. Oh, I didn't watch the first half. They, they, they kick penalties and stuff. Yeah, they uh, kick two penalties. Uh, Dick. Yeah, yeah. So Yo, you shut thinking, your mouth. Match, Look at right? him getting all appetite. The Sun Wolves are like heat. They are heat. They play very well. And Matt's getting all, all excited and stuff. And all, all the all that uh, fear you're, you're drinking. They're playing the fucking Reds at home next weekend. <laughs> That's gonna be a good game. That's gonna. Uh, be a good I felt, I felt a like game, the Blues. <laughs> I felt like the Blues. I think God. I hate. I hate bringing up how the when the Sharks do well, but the Blues kind of they 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 had slight forward dominance over the Sun Wolves. Um, dominance, especially in the scrum. Like I don't oh, yeah. think of the Blues actually scrum a team. No, and, and I think that's all, kind of formula. Oh, sorry, Ben. Continue. We are talking about this on the group. Have the Blues ever scored a rolling more try? No. No. I think they must no, probably have in like in their career, but yeah, not in recent memory. 
Yeah, but they, they, they still have a crack at it, eh? Mm-hmm. Like they, so, they still, they still I'll, gotta go. Oh yeah. So, so I was, I was um, bragging to my wife on Friday about um, having picked up Flaufinger and explaining to her like the, the dynamic of like a, a rolling mall. And I was like, the example I gave her was the Blues. I was like, the Blues don't score rolling malls. Therefore, like it doesn't matter who's at the back of their rolling mall. The Brumbies score like fifty percent of their tries from rolling malls. So you want the guy who's at the back of their rolling mall in fantasy, which is why I picked Flaufinger. And then lo and behold, like yesterday, like we were talking about it on the group, like are they, they going to try and get James Parsons a rolling mall try? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so my dog's trying to chew the carpet. Uh, it's another animal incident. I like Akira's Buddha pass. You know what, Adam? Purika. Adam, he gave yep, us a sorry. heads up. Back. Alex gave us a yeah. heads up at least. Yes. Sorry. Okay, well... Uh, I'm back. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked uh, Akira's bullet pass to his brother. That was lacquer. Um, coming off the back of the scrum. Uh, Matsuda's try. I mean, Vyashki made a lacquer break. And, and Michael Lutzer... Sorry, what oh. was that name? Uh, Matsuda? No. Matsuda? No, after Matsuda. Is Michael Lutzer? No. And what, Vyashku? Where's an H? It's Vosayako. Oh, Vosayako. Sorry. Is it? Hang on. I, I think you might be both wrong. Isn't it Vosayako? Yeah, so I've heard the, the, the New Zealanders put a f on it. Yeah. Vosayako. Oh, quick, quick aside, Who's the, like who was the main commentator for the game? Oh, Jesus. He had like, like half the team sheet and just ran with it. Oh, him. God. It was embarrassing. The, the number of times he called... He? He's I don't know who it was, bad. but like the number of times he called Talea um, Rico. Or no, yes. sorry, Milani Nanai. It's yes. like the ball would go out to Talea on the right wing, and he'd be like, like oh, Milani, Milani Nanai, Milani Nanai. And you're like, dude, Nanai's playing fucking fullback. Yeah, Nanai's just channeling the back of the his jersey. He was channeling the worst of Hugh, Hugh Bladen at his worst. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't know who he was. New Zealand, get your shit together. Uh, Michael Little, um, what a player. He's great. Yeah. But that try by Matsuda, uh, is it Voyashko? Sorry, can you pronounce it correctly? Voyashko. What's he after? He made he made a very nice. Uh, he was running support for Lutzer. Little did that very sneaky little behind the back pass. Uh, yeah. I think we must not take for granted how good these oaks are at, at times. And he, I swear, you could see on the video footage uh, the Sunwolves number eight. Because I was going to stuff up the name. It touched his hand. And then he kicked it and picked it up and then threw it into Matsuda who ran in the try. Nice. I just thought that was a that was a poor call. Adam. Little. Uh, Adam, yes. Does it really fucking matter? <laughs> yeah, I'm just having a moan. It's just like it's obvious on the TV. How? how like, it's, 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 it's not clear and obvious. Of course, it's clear and obvious. It hit the oak's fingers. You can literally see the fingers move. I, I, I don't know. And sometimes I just feel like it's just it's common logic. But I guess the problem with common logic is not that common. So, and you know, and you know what, Matt? You know what, Matt? Be careful about how many of those beers you drink, bro. That's hanging. That hanging is going to hurt you. Okay. Okay. Now I'm all riled up. You got <laughs> me angry now. This is a bit vinegar. Why does it matter Adam's so much? Adam's got some vinegar today. I don't what know. Adam is it only because it's the Sunwolves? It's because it's the Sunwolves. My wife opened the door. It's not a paint door. Um, <laughs> I guess that's it. Where does this lead the blues? Where does, where does uh, it lead the blues? These paint fumes are sending Adam through a whirlwind of emotions. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> is your paint uh, like, lined with angel dust? Out of curiosity, because fuck, I'm wait, up a question. I have two questions. A, where does yeah. this lead the blues? And B, with all the Japan players coming back shortly. Uh, draft league is also going to become a bit of an interesting one there. Uh, what do the Sunwolves do with those players? But apparently, Muffy's been reportedly said, uh, someone just posted in one of my WhatsApp groups that he's joined the Sunwolves squad now. You've literally uh, posted so, it. 
No, no. Someone I saw someone else say something about it in, in, the other, in another league uh, that I'm in. Uh, so yeah, question one. Um, Blues, uh, where are they now that they season out? They got they got their first win. Also, they dealt with um, that that very uh, unfortunate um, passing. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember the prop uh, that passed away. So they've had a bit of a tough couple couple of weeks, and they came back from Argentina for this fixture. And then question two. Uh, once the Japan camp camp players come back, what would you do as coach? Uh, I'll go to Alex first. Um, okay, so let me. I don't want to hog. I don't want to hog the mic because that was my. I was reminded that that was my news resolution. But um, so I'll just answer your first question in part. Uh, where does this leave the Blues? I'll give you a little stat to kind of ju- uh, justify my answer. Rico Yoni's uh, four tries. Guess how many meters he ran throughout uh, the whole game. Uh, over the whole Two. game. Yeah, so I'll give you I'll oh, give you some context. Uh, you read him? I'll give you some. Five. Okay, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you some context. Taniela Tanielu Tulea ran. He ran for a total of ninety-three meters throughout the match. Melani Nanai ran for a total of sixty-three meters. Um, Sunny Bull ran for about fifty meters. Uh, okay. Rico had Rico had twelve carries in the game, and he scored four tries. How many meters do you think he totaled? 45. No, not even. Like 20-ish. Like, all his tries were, like, sniping on the line, weren't they? Any guesses, Ben? 30. Okay, you guys were all close, so that that kind of undermines my experiment. But uh, 34. 34 meters. Jeez. No, that's right. 34 meters. I win the horse? Yeah, off 12, yeah. yeah, Ben gets a sausage. You get a bag of bangers. (laughs) A bag of bangers. (laughs) 12 carries, 34 meters. He averaged th- 3 meters per carry. And he got 4 tries. So, to summarize, I think the Bulls, the Blues are exactly where they were before this game. I think this win means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they've still got the exact same problems that they had when they lost to the Sharks, when they lost to the Jags, and when they lost to... Who was it? The... Was it the Crusaders in Game 1? Yeah, yeah I should have beaten the Crusaders, yeah. though. Yeah. But, yeah, they should have, but they didn't. And yeah. this is the thing, right? They don't have the tools to win games at the moment. They're missing something crucial in the midfield. I don't think uh, Sonny Bill is the answer. I think he's more, he's more of a liability than what he what he offers them. Um, do, I think do, that they've got a do big... Do I love it that Hansen's going to pick him for the All Blacks? 100%. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I think I think they've got a big problem with, with Flyhoff. Like, I think Harry yeah, Stubbs is so. yeah. I think Stephen Perifet is great. Perifet is obviously injured, but are, like, who's the answer at 10? Perifeta, I, I haven't or been impressed maybe. by Black, unfortunately. Maybe. He's not dynamic enough. And Plummer, again, I don't think they're dynamic enough for the sort of strike power they have out wide. But, uh, I, think that, but I think they've got a real, like, their biggest problem, on top of all of that, their biggest problem is with the forwards. Because I mentioned it during the game, the fact that Jamie Booth was able to rack up, I've got the stats, so I might as well give it to you. Jamie Booth racked up 95 <coughs> running meters. So tri- yeah, he was a triple, pretty, pretty much triple what Rico got. And it was it wasn't even like fancy stuff. He literally just picked up the ball at the ruck and, and then, then ran, ran forward past with the pillar yeah. because there was no one watching the ruck. There was no one guarding the pillar in the post at the breakdown because all the fucking blues forwards think that they're too good for that. They think that they're the ones who get to stand back and get the ball and do something flashy and team up with Milani Nana. But the reality is that at some point someone has to fucking guard the breakdown. Someone has to hit the rucks, and they don't have guys who are willing to do that. So until they sort that out. They're going nowhere this season, and they're going to be challenging the Chiefs for bottom of the log. And then Sunwolves, you have like two sentences. No, someone <laughs> else. Let someone else do that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Matt, 
Oh. Um, do you have anything further at the Blues? But I also want, want to get your opinion, being our Asian correspondent, about what the Sunwolves do when the uh, World Cup camp players, or the Japan players, come back, what the coach should do. Well, I'm assuming they're also going to get the coach back because he's he's been away at camp as well. Oh, well, shit, bro. Good points. assistant coach. <laughs> yes. Well, answer the question. You're being evasive now. I'm not being evasive. I'm just saying, just FYI, the coach is also coming back. So, um, More than likely, because we saw it with... I know Ben had Helu last week, and Helu obviously went to the bench, but Helu's always been a bench lock. They just had an issue last week. That's why... But he's always... But, as we saw last week, he's a good player, but the, he's just always been a bench player. So they stick, they very, they almost like handsome, like in sticking to their old name. So I wouldn't be surprised if, especially in the forwards, we see the brave, returning brave blossoms leapfrogging a good few of the guys who've been playing and who have arguably won or come close to winning a couple of games for the Sunwolves already this season. I wouldn't be fully surprised to see. So, Leach, Murphy, Lapis, most probably. Hutting. Hutting. Leach. Then Leach. Leach. Uh, uh, Law two broke him, didn't he? Was that Leach? Oh no, that was Quirk. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Quirk's yeah. broken. Yeah. Um, Hutting's definitely gonna. Yeah, I think. Uh, what's his face? Um, what's that old shit that they've got it locked now? Tom's. No, not Thompson. Is that one? <laughs> Tom Rowe. Tom, yeah, Luke Thompson, yeah. I think he was essentially signed as Sunwolves lock just to cover until the Brave Blossoms come back and then he's going to ride. I think his contract is he's going to ride pipe. So we're going to see, I think, vastly different forwards. Backline, I think, is more of a... So Little being obviously being named co-captain, we're not going to see him change. Haydars was mm-hmm. probably going to stay the incumbent fly half as well. <laughs> But yeah, maybe in the outside backs we'll see some change as well. But I think backline we're going to see more stability. Forwards we might see. Yeah. A whole well, I, I was like, I was like, Yamada should come back and Lameki. Is Lameki Japanese? Lameki is yeah, in the squad, yeah, but yeah, Lameki's also injured. Oh, is Lameki injured? And then, okay. and then, and then and and fuck, please, Samaki come back. Or yeah, I was just say Samaki. Yeah, but Samaki's funny because he wasn't in the. He's not in the Brave Blossoms group. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's on the injured he's Tom, but, Yeah, But, he's but why yeah. did they take New Zealand? They're just teasing me. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, uh, ben, I guess let's, let's move Marusa? on. No, I don't want Sylvain Mahu. Ah, come on. Actually, uh, actually Game. Maybe, maybe. Let, let's yeah, call that. Right. Waratahs. <laughs> I like how you just talked yourself back from that. 28 uh, red 17 tries when Yusuf Rowan and Hannigan uh, saw the uh, Waratahs beat the Reds. So they, they were tries from Naivalu. Um, good kick by Higgity. I'm saying I'm too much. Chris, um, if, I don't know. Chris, Chris, if, thank you very much. And then Karevi also got a very nice try. The kicking from the Waratahs by Foley, uh, my fly half in fantasy. Two conversions, three penalties. I didn't watch the game. Unfortunately, I missed it. It just it kind of felt this is the Waratahs' fifth or sixth or ninth win row. Sorry, they've, they've won it. It's a long ass streak against the Reds. So, thoughts? Um, unfortunately, I didn't really watch the game. Hannigan's try was pretty cool. I did see the highlight. He like bashed over, he ran over Duncan um, Payawa. I think I screwed up the surname. No, that's good. Well, then. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch this game. Fuck it. Oh, uh, I watched the game. Um, it wasn't. 
great. Like I kept on finding myself like losing interest and like looking at my phone and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It kind oh, of I went fell asleep this game. Just like yeah, there there were a lot of there were a lot of mistakes. Like the Reds sort of struggled to unleash their their sort of their strike players. Um, the the pitch at they're playing at SCG yeah. cricket ground, and the pitch was just. <laughs> But it seemed to like just have sort of like beach sand under it, like it just wasn't holding. Like uh, every ben, your time, fan, so your fan is uh, giving us a bit of feedback. Sorry, um, it seemed to just have like beach sand under it. Like whenever there was like whenever there was a scrum, it was massive chunks of the turf would just get ripped up. Which I don't know. Like the Reds have a decent tight five. A decent front row, so they should have maybe scrummed a bit. Maybe that didn't favor the Reds if the grip wasn't as good. I don't, I'm not quite sure how that would work. And then Harry Hawkins, my favorite, uh, my favorite future Wallaby, had a shocking, shocking, shocking game. <laughs> yeah, classic. That's awesome. uh, uh, yeah. Uh, didn't oh, oh, and that, that sounds like that sounds like it was probably match fixing, Ben. Yeah. yeah, probably Patrick. Oh, and they, they brought in a new guard fullback, Lucas, I think. Oh, Ben. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, Isaac, uh, Isaac Lucas. Oh, I yeah, Isaac Lucas. Jesus, how many Lucas? Yeah, he's apparently, uh, rugby he's, he's the Lucas. Type, apparently, three of his brothers play um, uh, Wallaby Sevens. Is it called Wallabies? Whatever, no, Australia. So he's, he's, he's fatty, fatty and Ben Lucas's brother. Okay, but he, I don't know, it looked like he was wearing fucking tennis shoes on grass. Like, every time he got the ball, he just fell over. Like, he was, like, he was, maybe it was match fixing. (laughs) That's the only explanation. (laughs) Maybe it's match fixing. Maybe they were born with it. Maybe it's match fixing. (laughs) It's like he had the, the wrong studs or something. But yeah, any anyway, like borrow, I would say, I, you should I borrow it, a pair of long studs from the forwards. Yeah, yeah, basically. But if you if you were gonna miss one game this week, you guys did well missing that one. Yeah. yeah right. I, I actually I can't say anything further beyond uh, just the highs. Rowan scored a nice try. At least <coughs> does does he? That's a good good heel, pinning down the left wing there. At least he's he's come on these quite nicely uh, at at the Waratahs. Yeah, he's a good player. Like, like the Waratahs are decent. Oh, uh, Beal, Beal played fullback, and he was actually really good. Like Beal is a great fullback. But then, uh, but then Falau wasn't oh, yeah. as good on the wing. So I don't know, because I think that they, they made a gain with Beal at fullback, but then they made a loss with Falau on the wing. So I'm not yeah, quite it's sure. It's a two-fullback two system, though, because in a certain way, it means you can't kick... Uh, was Falau right or left wing? I think he was right wing, huh? 14. Yeah, it's right wing. Yeah, because that, that is kind of like, you're welcome to kick to... Uh, I mean, it'll be the left side of the field for the opposition, but Israel Falau's going to get the ball. I mean, I, I get the tactical decision to yeah, do so, but I, I agree with you. The ref you. said that skill. The, the ref, uh, not the ref, the commentator said Falau's barely scored any tries in, as a wing. When he, in all the mm-hmm. games he's played at wing, he's scored maybe one or two tries or something. Uh, but I, a dream uh, work. I, I, I think Falau's... I don't know, like, obviously... <laughs> to analyze it but i think he makes his most meters through the middle mm. like when he when he gets yeah. it as like he can receive it but um i, I my, my theory is putting falau on the wing he's easier to avoid yes easy, i agree you. He's, he's there, what you, you can... want to do is you want to say okay falau's our best player 
we want to put him in a situation where he can get the ball as much as possible. Hmm. So by by putting him on the wing, you can only re- he'll only get the ball because the team will be like, oh, fuck, I'm not kicking to Falao. So you, he'll only really be getting the ball if you're passing to him. So I don't know. I, I, I say it's a loss, but as I said, Bior was good at fullback. It, it, so it's know. like it's a slightly more defensive choice in a certain sense, because the Falao fullback, I mean, he'll cho- he chooses when to inject himself, and as you rightly pointed out, often you'll find him in a... chooses to uh, inject uh, himself, nice, Adam. Another game. At, at, <laughs> at, at, sec- <laughs> at, at second or third receiver, he'll pick a moment, but that's also what makes him so good. Beyond his physical attributes, he's very good at picking a gap and when to appear in the line. And as you said, on the wing, he's waiting for others to create the opportunities and the Tars necessarily. If Falao on the wing at Crusaders, different story. But the Tars, uh, they don't move the ball. Uh, as quickly. It's, it's All right, also, now- when you have ball in hand, it's a lot easier to mark a wing than mark a fullback. Yeah, 100%. You've got the touchline uh, to project yeah. you. All right, well, let's move on. Sorry, uh, you guys nailed that pick pretty close. Horatars by seven. Uh, nice one, by the way. Uh, you, you did get the Blues one wrong. So apologies for that. You did also pick by 30. The Oaks were on it. I, I mustn't get involved in the Super picks. I think uh, we'll, we'll yeah, let you go. Maybe you shouldn't get involved in the margins, Adam. Maybe this is the lesson we've learned. Well, spe- <laughs> speaking of margins, uh, the Lions, geez, they, they came to time. They, they, the, we'll call it Lions Generation 2.0. Uh, for most of about 65 minutes of the game, they absolutely hammered the Yagyars. Tries by Skorsan, the, the 147-39. Tries by Skorsan, two. Uh, Skorman Sumilani, he looked very good. Uh, Quaker Smith, uh, Yankees. Rena Herbst, he also had a nice game. Uh, six conversions by Yankees. He also had a very good game. Then you had the Yankee Eyes tries, particularly at Maroney. Uh, oops, sorry, not wearing my glasses. Uh, Belton Shiel. Uh, two by Montoya, one by Moyano. Um, and then obviously a few conversions and penalties. I think the one sticking point, you can see Tuklet was super pissed off at the end of the game. I think Swayze must give his guys a rock if they leak points. They threw away the, the, the tries bonus yeah. point. If it wasn't for a truly awful drop kick conversion, yeah, was it Belia? Yeah. He tried no, to get a kick under the post. Yeah, it was shit. Jesus, it was terrible. It got, you can see Tuklet was fuming. At the end, but for 65 minutes, uh, the Lions, uh, uh, I, I know it sounds like a stupid point. I kind of felt like, and maybe this is highlights the decision Swayze made justified, they were hungry. You could just see the energy on the field. Similani was great. Um, who, so I don't have his name in front of me. I was going to stop his pronunciation. The new seven? They replaced oh, the amount. T, uh, Sitaka? Yeah, Sitaka? he looked good. He, like, excellent work rate. Like, but again, they're you know, he, the biggest. To be honest, he... he... He impressed me. Well, yeah. he was a lot more effective than Achieve has been all season. Yeah, Herbst was great. Uh, the who is next to Similani at twelve? Forgive me, I don't have a team sheet in front of me. Actually, uh, oh, I should who, get it. It was. Uh, uh, it was like Nordia or something. Yeah, yeah uh, Nokia was it? Yeah, Lions. Yeah, they got the ball from the Bulls. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. So, so before yeah. we get into the game, can I just say something? So many teams. When they're going through a bad patch, like the what's happening to the Reds now, what's happening to the Chiefs now, they they do nothing and they expect things to change. You know, it's like, I don't understand. We've been playing the same rugby and we've lost eight in a row. Like, why is this happening? Like, the ref must be against us or whatever. But you know what? I, I have so much respect for Swayze because yeah. he, he saw that shit was going badly. So what did he do? Straight away, he, he said, up here with the auntie, do you know what, Ruan Kumbrig, I don't care that you guys are Springbok caps. You playing cuck, fuck off. Lionel Mapur, you playing cuck, fuck off. You know, go do some time in the 
you are not playing rugby of a worthy standard. And then he backed his youngsters, and you know what? They pulled it out the bag for him. 100%. And uh, then also, uh, also tactically, he went straight away like, okay, let's try shake things up a bit. Obviously, what we're doing isn't working. So first, like, five lineouts of the game, they had, like, 12-person malls. Like, yeah, no, like, insane. fine. You know what? Fine. It didn't, yeah. it didn't come off. But you know what? At least they were trying to... At least they were trying to innovate. They realized their old tactic, it wasn't happening for them doing what they had been doing previously. So they mixed it up. And, you know, like maybe, you know, maybe like you do that and you fall on your ass. Maybe, you know, it it fucks you over. But at least he's willing to, he's willing to try something and he's willing to take a risk. And I don't think there are many coaches in rugby who, who would actually do that because, you know, they're so terrified of, they're so terrified of repercussions. Uh, Look at you, Robbie Flick. By my shouting. Uh, yeah, but because um, careful you. I don't know. Well, you, you're, you're bang on. Uh, it was uh, Franco Nordia, twelve thirteen. Uh, the workout was great, and just uh, it, uh, just um, so he took his full name, Vincent Tsitoka. Uh, he he was lacquer as well. Herbs, Jared Ruin, Vermark as well. Carlos Sardi, Gus the Lions ate the Jaguars at scrum time. What's happened to the? Uh, it's, it's a cliche that the Argentinians used to be able to scrum. But they were terrible. I know that they're missing Creevy. I mean, you guys know better than me. Adam, Do you think they're missing Creevy's ability in the scrub? They also well. didn't start their starting props. They started, like, they rested both their props this weekend. Montoya mm. started for the first time in the season because Creevy's got a fractured back. I think, how many, I think, remember from that, how many of the guys were actually, like, debutants this weekend in the Jaguars side for Super Rugby? Uh, a couple. Yeah. So, they had a couple. So, I mean, it's uh, also, I mean, yeah, to look at that side, you're almost like, what side actually pitched up for the Jaguars to play against the Lions? Yeah, I mean, they had Bruni at eight. So the only reason I was paying attention to him is because I had him in my fantasy team. He, his work rate was great, but Creamer couldn't really get into the game. Uh, Legizamon, he was all right. Petty, it's just the Lions dominated them up front. They shocked them, uh, as they normally do. Someone who I'm also incredibly impressed with, uh, now he's getting regular game time, Dylan Smith as well. I'm a bit sad. Uh, I don't have him in fantasy. He's been fantastic. Uh, Alex? Uh, just uh, just general thoughts about this. Uh, I know I've waxed lyrical about the, the new generation. Actually, question for you. Do you see changes to this team? Or would you kind of... Uh, it sounds like an obvious question. Keep the same team. But do you see the likes of um, the more established incumbents? I don't think they're going to get their places back. This might be the way forward for the rest of the season. Sorry, I zoned out for a little bit there. Uh, <clears throat> have, have you guys said anything about Wanda Simulani yet? Yeah, you mentioned he was heat. But no, I, mean, but I, 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 I feel I feel we could give a whole podcast on one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he is fantastic. Uh, Jesus, yeah. like as much as we want to go on about like the Crusaders' depth and guys like Will Jordan and Braden Enor, Wanisile Simulani is the future of South African rugby. He has so much talent. He's got such a natural affinity for finding space and awareness of players that are around him. Um, so to answer your question. I can't see a, a way that Lionel Mapu gets his jersey back. I think, to, to be honest, Rassi should step in and say, listen, Swayze, unless uh, Similani goes down, that jersey is his. Because he's yeah. the future. Like, you, you have to... And now he's ready for it. He's, he's ready. He's, he's hungry. Oh, nice lad yeah. as well. Did you watch his interview? No. Uh, no, I didn't. But that doesn't oh, surprise really? me, like, like, he, was, no, like, yeah, he, he did a lot of was, stuff for the um for the junior rugby yeah, world cup. Was, yeah, yeah, but he, he was, was like, 
Great. No, he was just saying like, uh, you know, big team effort. The forwards, the for, like the pack dominance was great. And then he's like, yeah, oh, you know, you just got to stay humble, uh, stay mm. grateful, keep on working hard. He's like, yeah. we back our systems. Every every member in the line, every player in the Lions Union is part of the, you know, the squad in a way. Like he was mm. actually saying some, some really like, but then he he didn't thank God though. Oh, no, uh, he's dropped. Uh oh, dropped. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he might be dropped from Earth, dude. Um, interesting. I just something that I, I noticed watching. I, I think that maybe the general point here is that they add a lot more uh, vibrancy and movement off the ball. A guy like I know Harold Foster, he was on the bench. He usually he's very good at picking straight lines. But what I noticed from some line, even Franklin Nordia, their footwork, Elton was shifting a lot as he got the ball. He'd usually shift one or two steps right, left. Looking for a pass, he got a lot more joy out of Similani and Nordia because they were moving with him. Guys Yo, like Lapue uh, and um, Forster aren't offering that same sort of vibrancy on his outside. They're also giving... Like, I thought Elton had a great game as well. Uh, they're offering Elton more options, kind of playing more to his style. Sorry, I'm, I'm sounding obvious here, but they're, just, they, they're offering him more movement, giving him more options to uh, pick gaps. Uh, as well, which I thought was just very interesting. I think Alton is very good. Um, he had a very good game. No, yeah, they, they they suit Alton better mm-hmm. on attack. Um, um, yeah, other guys. So in terms of who yeah. stays, who goes, I think Marvin Ori will come back into his jersey. Yeah, yeah, he's been injured. Um, so yeah, I think I think this might be the last we'll see of Hachiva in a yeah. starting in a starting jersey. But I do think they should give him another opportunity off the bench, mm-hmm. uh, preferably in the number twenty three jersey. Swiss, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, then I think Harold Foster will probably. I don't know. Like Nordia didn't really stand out for me. Uh, well, I think I think he was all right on the yeah. defense, and he created. He, he seemed to create quite a lot of space. Like he, he did a lot of similar, similar line. He seemed to catch the ball and score. Sco- Sco- did you notice Scorson played a bit in that 13 channel as well? Mm. Yeah. So full disclosure, I was at a briar during this game, so like I, I was trying to watch, but I didn't probably give it the attention. No, you didn't. So, you didn't watch, watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I might have missed a few things. Uh, no, no. Kusan was running in the thirteen channel, and you know what we say? We we love we love a quick thirteen. So yeah, that was good. is just like he's got one of the highest work rates out of every out of any rugby player in South Africa, to be honest. Like I'll always back him on the field. I think. Yeah, he always uh, he always pops up, eh? Yeah, but I do like Ross Crinier at nine. I think he's better than Groom. So yeah, I don't know if you guys saw on, on Twitter. They, um, I think it was Frederick Grant. They did like a little thought experiment where they were like, if you could facilitate any team to team trade oh, yeah? between between oh, teams yeah, in yeah. South Africa, like who would you do? So it's kind of similar to what we did the other day with like if you were drafting all <coughs> Storms players. Uh, well, we're market leaders. And so, he said, uh, yeah, I know, but don't tell them that they think they're being original. <laughs> but um, he said his, he had a great shot. He was like, he, if he could facilitate any trade, it would be Juan Augustus, so Trocky, from the Stormers to the Lions in exchange for Nick Groom. That's actually not everybody wins. You think about it, and like that's exactly what both teams need. Like the Lions really need a big ball carrying number eight, and the Stormers are desperate for a proper number nine. Mm. So yeah, but I think yeah, so I think with Ross Crenier back in the in the mix at nine, yeah, it's a bit of a waste to see Nick Groom sitting on the bench, but I do think it's better for the Lions. Groom wasn't even on the bench, bro. It was Dunn Schmidt. No, no, uh, but he will, he will oh, be. I think he'll be. Oh, oh, okay, no, no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, like, like we waxed lyrical uh, about the Lions. I think the team selection this week, even from a draft perspective, is going to be very interesting. Alex Hornsby, uh, Udeck, he cooked up some Alani. He's looking very strong. 
uh, this week. I'm just having a look. And then I see those uh, giant throbbing changes of Will Jordan and Reese also sitting on people's benches. It makes me very unhappy. Top four is going to be tough this week. I'm actually quite nervous, Alex. I'm, yeah. a, little bit stre- I'm a little bit stressed about it. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You you should be nervous. Oof. I've should be nervous. But to be fair, so should I. Uh, well, look, Ben, Ben, by, by some miracle, is he peaks every third week. Or yeah, week. Ben's, Ben's a week one specialist. Yeah, he is. Uh, he will get in there. Alex H will get in there. So I'm fighting the rest of you for a spot. Um, it's going to be yeah. quite tight. And, we'll see. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I don't have final numbers, but Ben, Andrew, and Alex H are pretty much locked in for top three. Fuck. Yeah. Speckman. And I've, I've somehow managed to like to overturn 99, almost 100 points from Rico and like a double from, from La Mapi. And yeah, let's just say I've got, I've got two or three guys who let me down in a big way. <sighs> yeah, leaving Barrett on the bench might cost me. Uh, yeah. but anyway, let's, let's get on to the last game of the, of the Sorry. Week. Yeah, so, sorry. I was, I was getting, getting a bit stressed. Yeah, I was the time is uh, running away from us. Uh, Bulls, 37. Sharks, 14. Uh, Roscoe Speckman with a double. Jesse Creel. Uh, Pollard, five penalties. Take note. And a very nice drop goal. Uh, then you got tries from uh, Dan Dupre and Jeremy Ward. Uh, two conversions by Robert Dupre. Overall, I did manage to catch most of this game. The Bulls were very impressive. Uh, I, the Sharks were better second half, particularly after Andrew Esterhazen came on and gave them more go-forward board. Esterhazen is just the beast in the tackle, but the Bulls, I think Ben, you said it, great decision-making. Uh, they just played the smarter rugby. Jesse Creel's trice is very nicely taken by Pollard. I think he hit Creel on the outside to the right, burst through a hole. I don't know who missed the tackle. Then support was provided by uh, Hendricks. Sorry, Cornell Hendricks. Uh, One-two pass. Creel rushes in for the try. Inspectman's try the same. Uh, Warwick Halant, also I know he's in my fantasy team. He had a good game as well. Uh, second half, more defensively sound, showed a good boot, so his form's on the up. The Bulls are on the chart. Sharks, a bit disappointing. Uh, I guess the question is, for a pack that's so big, why aren't they delivering? I don't know, they're so frustrating. Uh, and if you're out there, I'm sure you'll rant about this. I, I thought they were a lot better the second half, as I said, with the first days and came on. Bosch was meh when he came on. Thoughts? Uh, thoughts on this game, guys? Bosch is hardly, hardly electrifying. I'm just going to throw it out there. The, 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 uh, the fact that he's going to come on and make an impact it shouldn't or didn't make an impact shouldn't surprise anyone. And, no, shut and isn't it what we said about the Sharks though that they've got this amazing side on paper but they, they just seem to not impress every season. I feel like their locks are letting them down a little bit. I don't know if I'm if I'm talking crap. No, uh, their the locks aren't great. Like I was bigging up Hyro and Andrews on the group, but I was just I was humouring Ant a bit with that, to be honest. Um, I, 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 do you think the Sharks try to overcomplicate things a bit? Mm. Be, be, because like generally, almost every man-on-man matchup they have, they'll be physically stronger than you at least. Let's say that. Huh? Mm-hmm. So do you think if they actually just basically played how England played yesterday, you know, you just you just keep on going through the phases, and then eventually one of your big guys is going to knock someone over. But then here's, here's the trick here, and I hope you're listening, Sharks. You don't stupidly offload. You just go to ground, you accept your 20-meter gain, and then you repeat the process. Hmm. But isn't this yeah. just an extension of what we were saying last week about the Twins? 
Because remember, yeah. we talked about how Dan and, and Jean-Luc have this bad habit of dominating the collision, and then instead of just <coughs> waiting for the ball to be recycled, they have this like instinct to pop it up, probably in the back of their minds to each other from a schoolboy like you know level. But in reality, like you know, they're in a professional setting, so they're just, like popping it up to Hiron Andrews or someone who doesn't have hands. But the point is, like you know, they they've got this mentality of like keep the ball alive, even though they don't need to, and it doesn't really play to their strengths. So maybe like they're a subset of what you're talking about at the Sharks, or maybe the Sharks under like with them as the front runners, or with their dad maybe as the coach, have adjusted to suit that, but it doesn't actually suit them. Mm. Yeah, I think you're having a good point. Yeah, because because they actually because it, if you like uh, it suits the Lions that kind of you know fluent fluent game because they have a tiny back three, a tiny yeah. loose trio. So you can't you can't get caught in an arm wrestle yeah. because you know then you just get you just get rucked off the ball, but the sharks can get caught in the arm wrestle because they have bigger arms basically, literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, are the Bulls the best uh, team in South Africa? Yes. Mm, not probably. Sure. We we are talking about this on the group. I don't think we can make any calls until until the teams have toured. Yeah, like like the that, that specifically no, the if you so. South Africa, that's what that's what makes or breaks your season. How you tour? But wasn't the question who's the best team in South Africa? Oh, currently, no, yeah, currently no, the Bulls are the best no. South African team. Yeah. It doesn't mean oh, that they're uh, One thing I've just been impressed about is Roscoe Speckman, uh, how quickly he's adjusted to. I think look, it helps that he's got a good structure. And I think Pot Human, uh, the work he's done with the Bulls, uh, he's kind of finding them making reaching their potential. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah, he's doing yeah. some good work. Yes. Can I say that my my big call from a few weeks back is becoming a little bit smaller? Which, Which one was that? Uh, he's going to play for the for the Bucks at the World Cup. And he's going to score the winning try at the uh, World Cup. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I mean he's he's having he's having about as good a season so far that I would say a Pee Wee had at this point last year, and he ended up playing for the Springboks. So yeah, like I don't see any reason why that shouldn't be entertained at least. Mm. Yeah, like I, I think he's got to be in the he's got to be in the book conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we've, we've talked about this playing on the wing is about form. Yeah, exactly. yeah, very much so. And and he well, hopefully he can carry it, but at the moment his form is shit hotter. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, yeah, we next week we'll probably do a buck barometer, and I'll I'll do something similar for the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fully expecting him to be in the number eleven jersey at this point. Mm. But funny moment of the game, Scott Britz, uh, who again is looking uh, like off the marks, uh, which uh, the second best hooker in South Africa, not by much. Uh, he's been excellent. It was a quick tap penalty. He tried tapping it. He didn't realize that Trevor Nakani was on the floor. Uh, and he tried running and he dropped it. So he knocked it on immediately. I just saw the shame in his face. Like his hands were on his head. He's just like, ah, oh, like he stood there for a full minute thinking about <laughs> what he had done. His first instinct was to like blame Trevor. And then he was, <laughs> and then he was just like, like, oh, you could see his eyes and closes and it'd be like, actually, this had nothing to do with Trevor. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and even the sh- one or two Sharks players had, like, uh, big smiles in their face. They just tapped him on the back. It's like, oh, sorry, bro. And it no, happened. That, uh, I-, I bet you he-, he took a fine for that. Like, he self-fined 100%. himself. 100%. Like, he walked into the changing <laughs> room with a beer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> self-fined. <laughs> self- <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, that, yeah. that's going to wrap it up for the games. Let's, let's do Super Brew now. Um, so we will see if we go speed through through the rest of the Super Brew then, gameplay. Uh, I assume I'm not going to get it. Oh, please, guys, don't give it to me again. And then we can do this, the Novelty XV uh, last. Just a slight change in order, uh, if that sounds good. Since we're on the Super Rugby. First up, Chiefs versus Hurricanes in Wakatu. Canes. Isaac, Canes. Yeah. Right, 21. Bye. 21. I'm going Canes by 21. Uh, well, the were hot last week. So, 21? Anyone taking 21? Sorry, what is this? Chiefs Canes, Chiefs. Chiefs. God damn it, Alex. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, Canes, Canes by... Uh, 21. Yeah. Canes by... Yeah, okay, 21. Let's, let's do it. Cool. Uh, ben didn't say anything, so I assume he's on board. Uh, Brabby's yeah. Tars. I'll take Tars. By I'll like take Tars as eight. well. Like 8. Yeah, it's a good shot. Ben? Uh, I prefer Brumbies on this, to be honest. Where, 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 where they play? Uh, uh, at Brumbyland. Yeah, yeah, then I definitely prefer the Brumbies on this. Okay. I know, I think the Brumbies pack could chew and spit out the Tars a bit. The, the much-fabled Brumbies pack. Yeah, the, uh, the best Tars 5 in Australia, uh, apart from the yeah, Rebels. Best Tars 5 in Australian history. You're the class. Remember, Alatoa might not be there, and Pocock might not be there next week. So, and they've got top say the best tight five in Australia at one point during the game. Oh, actually, none of you guys were watching. Yeah. I think the actually I'm going to go with Ben. I'm going to go Brumbies by one. Oh, God. Matt, did you take it to Sakura? Yeah, he's got it. Give me a second. I'm just going to go find it. It's lying in the other room. Give me a second. Just needs to open his vault. Yeah. Yeah. With this the ball uh, that, that it's kept in. Let's see what else we have here. Stormers. Can we just talk about the next one while we while we got momentum? Well, I was just gonna say I'm looking forward to the South African teams playing non-South African teams, uh, just to see their normal kits again. They'll be nice. I know that sounds odd, but uh, you know I miss the old kits. Like the Lions played in. Oh, did Did you see Did you see the Waratahs kit? No. That's as heat. Oh, I liked it. Oh, it was, it was so cool. Like, yeah. oh, I was loving it. I love it when they do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really. Okay, let's flip. So B is for home side as usual. Yeah. Uh, away side. Ooh, okay. Tars. Tars. Tars by seven. Okay, but say by one then. So yeah, Tars one, by one. one. Let's hedge okay, bets. Let's hedge bets. Fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Right. Cape Town Stormers Jags. Probably pick the Stormers. They've had some time. The Stormers coming off a bye. Jags like a tour. Well, they I don't know. Like this is so dependent on like which Jags team they actually pick. Yeah, if they pick the, the side that rested, I reckon the yeah. Stormers are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, if Ophelia comes through his hip injury, then the, the Stormers will be devastated. I forgot I forgot to mention that, Ben. Sorry. Fuck up, I've, I've held Ophelia for three weeks now and he got injured 20 minutes in. Uh <laughs> Like Alamalo, same thing. Like I get both of both of mine at full hedges did not pay off. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hoping mine does. This Muffy hedge. It's yeah, a it's a ball. It's a ball uh, capitalistic gambit. The Stormers picks picks Uh, like I, I normally like to go against the Stormers just to just to kind of cover them. my emotional yeah my emotional bases. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> I'll go Jags by three. Okay, I was going to say Stormers by like seven, so Ben? Yeah, I'll say Stormers by four. God. Matt? Because I almost <laughs> want to say, like, I've got faith in the Jags actually picking the side that everyone got rested, so 
picking their normal yeah. side. And I think it might be that side might give the Stormers a bit more trouble. So I, I, I'm just, I would I'm say just worried. low scoring Jags. Like a low, if, if a tight Jag. But if the Stormers play Volko, then it's they will, yeah. They will monster the Jags scrum if Kitsov should be because it's right in the middle of Kitsov coming back from his injury as well. Yeah, so if Volko and Kitsov are back. Actually, yeah. Then so what, that's the thing. This what, is the thing. We're doing this. We're doing this on Sunday. have a scrum without a penalty, yeah. We're doing this on Sunday and we don't know who's going to be there. So it's such a... Oh, uh, we could just speculate, I think. Yeah. Speculate. yeah. yeah. Well, I heard you pick Jaguars, Matt. Are you uh, sticking with that? Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Well, Alex, Alex, did you say speculate that Michael Hooper's a match fixer? <laughs> but we know he, we know he wasn't wearing a wire yesterday. Just, he, yeah, he revealed that he yeah, wasn't he wearing his, a wire. He pulled his shirt all the way down. Look, no wire. Matt, no, I don't think Michael Hooper. Okay, flip yeah, the coin away side. Jeez, yeah. okay, big call. Big Jack call one. Coin. Coins picking, picks, coins making big Matt, calls today. Right. Seems to be you today, huh? Uh, one I'll, of the look, games I'm, of the weekend. I'll, what I'll do is I'll film myself flipping the coin next time, just for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. You could just make it up. I would agree. <laughs> we don't care that much. In about Tokyo. This. Oh, by the way, there's three games on Friday morning, which is going to be great for uh, three games. Actually, it's a Friday night game at Cape Town. Oh, what? Yeah. What a treat. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I can't believe that's the weekend I'm out of town. Yeah. And then. Sunwolves Reds. Sunwolves. Sunwolves by 10. I'll take Sunwolves. I've already picked I don't feel good about it, but I'll take Sunwolves. No, I'll take a little bit of Moon Dogs. Yeah, by by what score? 10. 10. I've hedged my bets on 7. Well, that's not hedging your bets because it's only because it's 5. Hedging your bets. I think the Crusaders, they're going to get their biggest test now since game 1. Highlanders in Dunedin. Tough. I'll take the Crusaders. Yeah, that so by seven, but this will show us a bit more about about the Saders. I, I just want to see which team they pick too, so it we'll depends, see. It depends on if Shannon Frizzell plays. Probably will, just, just to come back and haunt you. Yeah, probably will. Frizzell's got to, Frizzell's hopefully, got to play. Hopefully Phil will be in the bottom bracket anyway, although I might join him there. Oh yeah, uh, can I just That's let true. you guys know that um, I'm suing Draft Rugby for stealing my intellectual property because they called Shannon <laughs> Frizzell for Frizzle, for Frizzell Manizzle. So yeah, uh, it's it's late in the episode, so I presume you guys are listening because you probably just listened to the last ten minutes when we shout out to you guys. Uh, yeah, so I, I I don't appreciate that. Um, as you know, I'm passionate about IP law. So, ben and, yeah, and, bird, and bird law, and bird law, especially bird, bird law. Um, yeah, so um, I guess I'll see you guys in court. Um, I, think, I think we'll choose Perth as a neutral venue because it's a hotbed of South African activity. Yeah, I was going to say, you could get a local You could get a local Yeah. I think so just take, take them to the, to the Port Louis Magistrates Court, Ben, and they must just find their way there. Oh, I hate Port Louis. It's so fucking hot. <laughs> my God, Port Louis is hot. And there's no parking. So you have to seven. walk. Oh my Crusaders god. Seven. I think you've just said it's Ben's week. Thank you. Last game of the weekend, Lions Rebels. Lions. I'll take some Lions. Yeah. I'm keen. Uh, sure, yeah. what the fuck? Always, always bet on one dealer. Undefeated. Yeah. Maybe undefeated. I don't know how the game came with the bench went. 
Yeah. Uh, Lions, I just go Lions by seven, if that's fine. No, go Lions by go Lions by three. Alright, I'm going to go oh, three. Wow. Uh, Alright, that's going to wrap it up for Superbrew. We'll see how we do next week. We've got six or seven this week. Well done, Oaks, for last week. Uh, blame game. <clears throat> Let's see if I get this right. The game, blame game of the week, sponsored by game. Did I get no. it right? No. Game, Why do you always say of the week? Game of the blame week. game, game of the week. Uh, no, 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 no. Blame game. Is the game blame game sponsored by game? Sponsored by game. I thought there was the a game blame game sponsored by game. There you go. That's it. Game blame game. Okay. Well, uh, who are we giving it to? Clearly, I don't have a vote. I oh, do now. Who's not me? I've got a candidate for this. Who's, who's yes. I want. I want to give it. I want to give it to Matt this week. What have I done this Cause week? Because he, he incepted us into picking the Sunwolves over the Blues, and cost <laughs> us a Grand Slam. Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> Unless anyone's got a better idea. I'll take that one. Uh, what about Chili Boy? Yeah, I'll, I'll share it with Chili Boy. I'll happily oh, share it. Actually, it's harsh. That's a bit harsh. He's going oh. through enough shit as it is. Do you know what the game blame games like? It's a little joke. Like what Chili Boy does is serious. It's cheating. Yeah, yeah. She, he is not better than, than Steve Smith and David Warner. Chili Boy. Yeah. He's no better than them. Put that in context. He does like it's not a laughing matter. But yeah. we will laugh about it because he's been a silly boy. <laughs> a silly boy. Chili boy. Um, I can't blame Matt because I wasn't there. I'm just trying to figure out who I can actually blame. Uh, I'll take the blame. I don't mind. I acknowledge that. Uh, well, and I've pushed for. Oh, I mean... we forgot to talk about. We actually, Adam, I have some blame for you because we mm-hmm. forgot to talk about the Kings being bought by Super Awesome Rugby Company. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the greatest, best. the greatest rugby <laughs> company in the whole wide world, Pty Limited. Fuck, it is the best. Yeah. I, I <laughs> wish, I wish I could have done the registration papers for that. Because uh, uh, look, we, we're, we're running a bit long. Yeah. I must apologize. We, we could do that next week. Uh, I promise. I must apologize for that oversight. I will take blame for that next week. Are we necessary. are we still doing our novelty fifteen? We yeah, we what, just need to run what, through. What, what time are we on, Adam? Are we gonna get to two hours with you? Oh. Yeah, I think we are. Hey, Pod I was goals. enjoying the rugby oh, chat too much. Yeah, we just Pod goals. We're not quite at two hours yet. Okay, okay well, let's, let's take our time. Oh, we still get no, a job. I, I, I have to go buy more paint soon, so let's move ooh, on to now the novelty. We, now we definitely take our time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, we need. We... <laughs> why? Why do you say this? I've got shit to do as well, but now you're just making me want to say for. Okay, right. Remember when Adam yeah. with me when I said, yeah, guys, he's going to come and moan at us near the end of the party. He's got shit to do this evening. And he told me no, to fuck but off. I've, I've, I've made promises, Oaks, and I need to go to Macro. It's the only admin I have to do for my day, unfortunately. So, uh, whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, so, this, this week, we are doing a... So, last yeah. week, we did the Nice Guys 15. So, obviously, now we, we're doing the opposite of that. We're doing the Dickheads 15. So these yeah. are just guys. They're just unpleasant people. Some are unpleasant people on the field. Some are unpleasant people off the fields. Some are unple- unpleasant people both on and off the field. Yeah. Okay. Number one, uh, Pierre Schumann. He bit some dude, then he fucked off to Scotland. Yes. He bit his That's ear. Dick- yeah. Uh, they've, they've, they've been shouts for Dean Kraling as well, but... I'm not actually sure how much of a dickhead he actually is. If you're if you just, up, you just couldn't scrum one time for the Springboks. You know, he's a yeah, he just, yeah, he just costs everything. Uh, number two is Dylan Hartley, who's just atrociously... 
Like he's like half his career, he's been suspended. Like it's actually been, yeah, it hasn't been good. I mean, there's a there's a late uh, contender here in Chili Boy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Chili Boy. Yeah, no, true. actually no, fuck it, Dylan Hartley. You're a dickhead, but you're not as much of a dickhead as a drug cheat. Yes, a three-time so, drug yeah. cheat. A three-time drugs, three strikes, and you're definitely out, Chili Boy. Okay, um, number three, BS Rue. He is a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a convicted murderer. We need to be clear about this. He's not a convicted. He didn't get convicted. Did he not get? What happened? How did he not get convicted? But but he is a he's he has killed a man. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, but lots of people have killed a man. Like I mean, not a lot of not a lot of rugby players have killed a man. That we know of. Well, okay. Well, whatever. For the context with this weekend. Yeah. There yeah, is like several, several, several Reese tried to kill a man. Fuck yeah. He could be a bit too good. 15 anyway, yeah, yeah, okay. um, Then uh, Bucky's Buerta. This is more for just being a dickhead on the field, yeah. which he was a massive dickhead. Yeah. Then uh, number five, Mario Toje. Incidentally, also the most overrated player in rugby. Just FYI. Um, well, yeah. I've got to... I don't know about that. I think Karabenti's more... Over yeah. Years, yeah. No, but you see, well, I, I, Mario Toji gets like international shoutouts. Yeah. That's true. He doesn't get international shoutouts. Mm. Should we should we poll it on our Twitter? Oh, yeah, please, let's do that. Please, but let's but, do but that. for the time being, let's 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 keep Mario Toji. He is he's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then number six is Caleb Caleb uh, Callum Clark. Callum Clark. This guy. This guy was recommended to me. Apparently, he like deliberately broke a guy's arm on the field. He got 38-week suspension or some shit. Yeah. Um, now, number seven is Luke Watson, who is literally the worst person in the world, apart from his father. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number eight is Amanaki Mafi. He kidnapped Tamani and beat him up, which is yeah, a pretty it's a dick move. It's a really dick move. Yeah, that's a really, really dick move. Um, then number nine is Mike Phillips. Basically, all scrum halves are assholes, so we just, you know, threw a dart at a board yeah. and landed on Mike Phillips. Unlucky. Yeah. And number ten, we wanted to make it Owen Farrell because we just dislike him, but no apparently, shoulder. apparently, he does a lot of charity work and he's actually quite a nice guy. So we've gone with Johan Hurson instead for that whole. Retiring, retiring, that was a dick move. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it makes South Africa look bad, and what well, makes him look even worse. But yeah, yeah. it does because he's, the cheetahs like entertained all that shit as well. That he was like training with them in the middle of his yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah was, that was, that that was definitely dickhead move. Yeah, then um, number eleven, Chris Ashton. I'm not actually quite sure what he's done. I've just written twat here. I just feel like he's obnoxious. Yeah, I think it's it's probably another like Owen Farrell type situation where we just have like this perception of him as being a complete wanker, but he's actually probably a decent guy. Like I know they often have him for like Barbarians games, which normally suggests that like he's quite popular with his teammates. But I don't know. There's just something about his face. Like I don't know if you've seen his face, but if you've seen his face, you probably agree that he's a twat. Yeah, like uh, Gavin Hanson, for example. Yeah, which brings us to number 12, Gavin Hanson. <laughs> yeah, he, he's basically the, the Welsh Owen Farrell, but without all the charity work. Yeah, so to kid. Yeah, then number, Bastero, number 13. Should, well, Bastero should get a shot in at 12 or 13. Yeah, number 13, we are actually considering Bastero, but uh, I don't know. Like, I kind of like just 
insulting the English with this 15. Well, that's fine. Carry on with English. I just, just, just then let it be. Yeah, yeah. I struggle with contention, but then um, uh, Manu Tuilangi, yeah. who jumped off yeah. the boat. Yeah, that's, 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 quite, that's lads on tour. That's lads on tour. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was a mitigating. That that almost that almost got him out of the tickets. It, it, it almost saved, but it didn't. It didn't. Because <laughs> he's and, still um, Then number fourteen, um, uh, James Small. Yeah. Who, yeah. The 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 double right wing. Yes, right wing and more is the one. Yeah. Make great oh, you know. uh, Yeah, and then. No, num- number 15, uh, the reason why we keep Matt on the pod, Israel Falal, the famous gay hater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah fuck. Imagine he's Sick actually move. just like a nice oak, but yeah, just hates like a, a section of the d- population. Well, that doesn't make you a nice oak. No, but think, yeah, yeah, I think no, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I, I, I just came out completely wrong. Sorry, you sorry. just defied like a racist. <laughs> so, sorry, Adolf Hitler, nice guy. Hated a particular section of, of the population. No, sorry, I, I Jesus Christ. Wrong. Like, I'm How are we end up here? It's Godwin's fault. Like, you have to. Like... You've got to end the against 15 with a reference to Hitler. I'm surprised we made it. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, we, we, like, should, we, we should actually make, we should actually make a, a, a dictator's 15 one of these days. We should do that because they have to play the, the US president's 15. Yes. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Was, yeah. But, apparently, apparently Idi Amin played hooker. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Pot as well. Big... Paul Pot should be somewhere as well. He's quite. A... Would, would you would, would you say would you say Che Guevara would be in the dictator's fifteen? He wasn't a dictator. He wasn't. A... Yeah, he but was did never, he like? He was never even a head of state. Yeah, he wasn't head of state. Yeah, but he. Okay. Well, yeah. Bin, bin Laden at lock though, definitely. Was he? Well, he's not a dictator either. But you know, you know what I mean. Like famous we'll, bad guys. We'll gerrymander the. We'll gerrymander the the criteria so that we can have. Bin Laden <laughs> we'll tweak it like 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 we like we tweaked our non non rugby professional sports with fifty just to suit us and not suit Australia. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that, right, that Yes, I yeah. uh, <laughs> what should we talk so, about then? No, yeah, so, um that's gonna wrap it up or no, Aren't we gonna analyze it player by player? No. <laughs> So but just if, if anyone has any suggestions, please yes, tweet us. Yeah, because we've hit like two hours now, almost. So I've actually failed in my only quest to try to keep it below two hours. Try to keep below an hour and a half. Yeah, I, it's, it's called a moving target. So I've kind of given up as well. But also, I was enjoying the I was enjoying it, the bands too much, unfortunately. When you're having when uh, time flies and you're having fun, right? So Adam, if this All is right. over two hours, so you're also only going to finish listening to the episode by like Saturday morning then again. No, I was going to say next month, crew. <laughs> I was here, though. I didn't need to listen to the episodes I was here for. That's a bit harsh. Mm. Okay. No, Adam, you got to listen to the episode. Like, it's banter. We need, we need those listens, dude. Like, we strike yeah. it Okay. Even if you don't, listen, you even if you don't actually listen to it, just just just, just hit it on SoundCloud the, and take your the download download yeah, take your earphones out. That's fine. Yeah, as long well, as we get that, that crucial bit. We're we're on SoundCloud. You can find us there. You can also find us on iTunes, Acast, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, we're all over the web. We're so uh, yeah, sorry. Are we on Stitcher? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I told you this. We've we been there for like a month. This last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> 
this, is this a reoccurring joke, or do you generally forget every week, Alex? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, I work pretty hard to get that stuff on there. There's a lot of a lot of forms that we filled in online, so you know it's done. Um, if you have been listening, thank you so much uh, for listening. We will catch you next week. And uh, these days, guys, it's probably going to be close to two hours every time. I try my best. But, uh, I blame you. Yeah, super ugly. Um, We've got to cover like eight games a fucking weekend. Yeah. Yeah, let's, just, let's not... just leave out the Australian games from now. Literally, there could be no rugby and we could go six hours. Literally. We have. Uh, one of our longest episodes was over two hours long and there wasn't any rugby or something <laughs> like that. I can't, I, can't, I can't even remember. Uh, well, ben, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Adam. I enjoy buying paint. Um, can, well, can, I, can, I, can I recommend a pearlescent eggshell? Uh, it's too close to cream. We're having a bit of a cream crisis uh, in okay. our house, so I'll, I'll I'll take that under advisement. Alex, uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Adam. Have a good weekend. Where, where are you too? And Matt, uh, thank you. I hope. Uh, sorry, I know it's getting on. What time is it there? It's only five, half past five in the afternoon. Oh, so you're gonna get more. Oh, Adam, Adam, I'm just thinking. I think there's an app where you can you take a picture of your room and you can change the color of the walls yeah there is and, and see like what it will look because maybe do that before you impulsively buy more paint no dude you know, i assure you there, there was massive testing ben, that took ben, place i've been at their place they're like they're like paint squares on the wall and shit like that they've they've moved on to like it, oh they're painting like it meant nothing it literally meant nothing it like came out a completely different color so now it's just like spinning a wheel or well, at least Adam, at least you can just huff it and get your money's worth it. Yeah, pretty much. We'll, I don't we'll know. He gets do. aggressive on paint fumes. I'm worried for Natalie. He might just start beating her, like huffing paint and just like start beating on it. Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. You leave Sevu Reese out of this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew. I'm, 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 I'm sure Fatima Severe will take to Twitter to defend you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers.